we got a lot of different things coming at you today, okay? And I'm just sensing a little bit of a lull right now. F that. You don't got time to say. All right? Let's go. Break it. Break it. Let it cross. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Derek Johnson and Nick Springer on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Depend on it. Hey, what's happening? Welcome into another edition of Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. Hey. And on today's edition of the show, we got a little KU Football Friday action. That question coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Got some Florida Man Mad Libs then too. RCST Trivia Championship and third place game today. Huge in the four day. o'clock hour. Huge day. Absolutely huge day. Uh, Shreyas Lada is going to join us at three forty here on the show, and we got some uh, player audio from Nick Timberlake and El Marco Jackson. will share coming up in just a moment. I want to talk a little bit about this uh, schedule stuff. KU football going to be playing on some Fridays. Uh, KU basketball going to be playing in Mexico City. First, I I just wanted to I guess kind of recap. Yesterday with put the a, Rock Truck a, Rumble yeah, Classic, put a bow yeah. on the Rock Truck Rumble Classic. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a ton of fun. We were out there yep. at a Free State High School from yep, I don't know four till seven o'clock, and then the game started at seven, and uh, it it was an unbelievable game. I, I think the best game I've been a part of with the round ball. I don't know. It was the best ending. That's yes. for sure. We, yes. We've had higher scoring the best, games. Like, Last five minutes. Yes, hundred percent. Back and forth. I mean, Keith Langford just takes over, basically hits like three threes in a span of like I don't know a minute and a half or something. Yeah, gives him three point lead. Wayne Seldon hits a ridiculous three to tie the game. Then we get the the shoot off between the coaches and the free throw made by Calvin Pony Thompson and uh, just kind of the reflection of that. Eleven years later, I believe after or maybe it's nine years after. Uh, but Stallworth did the same thing, who we were honoring in the 15th edition of the Round Ball Classic. It, it was it was a ton of fun, and obviously the weekend's going to continue. There's still more stuff to come. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a, a fantastic night. It was great to see the kids, and they got their moment in the spotlight before the game, which was really awesome to see, and that's, of course, what, it, what it's all about. So that was awesome. The players were awesome. Everybody was so gracious. Uh, KU fans showed out, obviously, that there was not an empty seat in that place, I don't think, by the time it was ready for tip-off, so that was really nice to see. Uh, it was a great environment. KU fans, were they were into it, and obviously they were treated to quite the show as well with uh, you know both teams with some high-level players making some cool plays and lots of dunks. Uh, Doak was just destroying the rim <laughs> yeah. for a majority of the game. So that was cool. And then obviously, yeah, the ending to it, I think, was uh, you couldn't have asked for a more picture-perfect ending considering the honoring of Bud Stallworth, 15th edition of, of the Rock Truck Rumble Classic with how it ended with his rival coach but always best friend, Calvin Thompson, mm-hmm. hitting that hitting that shot. And he and he had, of course, his Bud Stallworth's wife as his assistant coach for that night as well. So a nice full-circle moment uh, at the end. Right, and uh, obviously, like I said, the weekend's going to continue. They got the dinner tonight. They yeah. have the uh, bowling event on Saturday, and whether you can make it to one of those or you just want to donate to the cause because it all goes to you know these families with children battling cancer, you can go to rockchalkroundballclassic.com. Even if you just want to donate $5, 10 
all of it adds up and, and contributes in a very, very significant way. Uh, and highly recommend getting involved if you haven't before because it's very worthwhile. It's it's a fun weekend altogether. And uh, we appreciate Brian Haney for including us in, in a lot of it. It's always a good time doing this each and every year. One of the, the yep. things that I, I always circle uh, the most, it's, it's one of my favorite times of year and, and one of the favorite events that, that we kind of do all year long. Now, a part of this, though, Okay. We did our points draft yesterday. We did. And we came up with some punishment idea, ideas. Whoever finished first is going to pick the punishment for last. Yep. So here's what happened in the points draft. Um, so you you pretty much knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I did. So the, uh, I guess I should mention this. I added the caveat that if undrafted beat anyone, then they would have to do two punishments. But that didn't happen. Didn't end up happening. Undrafted, Jared Pyle, Brandon McAnderson, Russell Robinson had zero. Calvin Thompson technically had one. Michael Lee had 11. So they scored 12 points. But you can't draft Everybody coaches. Was above that. So... I mean, hypothetically, you could. No. You just would never think that. Oh. It doesn't matter. Okay. They didn't end up winning. Okay. Okay. So then it was a. Uh, it was like, so I ended up winning. I had Keith Langford who finished second in points with 30. I had Svi Mikhailuk who finished third in points with 20. Yudoka Azubuki who finished tied third in points with 20. Mitch Lightfoot who I think was tied fifth in points with 14. And then Relaford and Natalie Knight Johnson who had nine combined. So I had 93 points. Second had 46. Yeah, so, I, so you basically doubled Which up is everybody. funny because I was legitimately worried after the draft that I didn't have enough. I, I was confident that I had the worst team. See, I, I did not think that Yudoka Azubuki was going to play that much. Yeah, I actually... I didn't think that either because if, yeah. if if I had known he was going to play more, earlier. I would have drafted him. Yeah, because I think I was going to pick him like a pick before you, but then I ended up not picking him, and then you right. picked him, and then yeah, and that ended up being meaningful for you. Yes. Um. So I finished first, so I will get to pick the punishment. Cole finished second. I I shouldn't even say Cole finished second. Ben Mclemore finished second. Yeah. Ben Mclemore had thirty seven points, which was a game high. That, so that was means, more than you or Sam. So had. that means. Cole, his uh, the other five members of his team had nine points. Yes, that is correct. Cole had forty six points. He got uh, none from Tyrell or Jeff Graves. He got three from Hawkins, two from Kid in the Stands, four from Elijah. So he ended up with forty six. But he's in the clear. Doesn't <laughs> have to worry about the punishment. That means it is either you or Sam yes. who has to do the punishment. Which I don't even know this because you you put it together. So I'm not. I I didn't even bother to check. I just yep. know that my team was bad. So you you've been confident all day though that it's not you. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, I think you're. I think you you were just saying some cryptic stuff to try to get in my head. But I feel I'm still pretty confident okay. that it wasn't me. So Sam had Devon Dotson, who scored nine. He had Tyshawn Taylor, who scored four. He had Silvio De Sosa, who scored four. He had Kylie Kopadich, who scored three. Sharon gave him zero, and then Aqib Talib got four. So what's that? Twenty. I can't do math. I'm not going to tell you. Make you do the math. Wait, what? And then I didn't write you it down. on the other side. That's me. I'll tell you after I tell you yours. What? No, just tell me how you, many points he got. Just tell me you, how many points he got. Just, you, I want to know for Sam first. Just tell me how many Sam. It's twenty three. I think twenty four. Okay, twenty four. You, I Trent, think I beat twenty four. Trent Green and Darnell Jackson had zero combined. Chris Tehan had five. Connor Tehan had three. So you're sitting eight. at eight points. Wayne Selden got you fourteen. So you're at twenty-two. Two. I don't remember who my last player was, to be honest. Your last player was Brandon McAnderson. He didn't score. No, I didn't draft Brandon. I'm just kidding. You had Brandon Rush. Oh, okay. Who had twelve? Okay. So you yes. beat Sam. Oh, I was in the clear. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, so that means Sam has to do the punishment. Sam will be joining us later for Florida Man Mad Libs. Wow, we'll talk about that with him. Twelve points. Yeah. I don't remember that. 
He just hits them like threes throughout the game. Uh, so here yeah. are the punishment ideas. Eat a habanero on air. Tweet out everything you eat for a week. Live tweet every single pitch of a Royals game. Haircut I lost on the side of your head. Uh, stand with a sign on Mass Street for two hours that says I lost. Listen to Rock Chalk Sports Talk. Live tweet a sporting event of the winner's choice. Uh, 369, which we talked about yesterday, and Taco Bell for every meal. That okay. would be kind of funny if I picked Taco Bell because that's the punishment that he... That would be funny. I obviously don't have a say because you're the one that won and gets to pick. No, I'm, I'm open to. But I, I honestly like I like the one that makes him go stand on a street corner somewhere that says I lost. Listen to Rock Truck Sports Talk because that that helps the show. Honestly. It does. So I'm I'm like I'll be honest, pretty down for that. That's and what honestly, I'm leaning. It's a pretty serious punishment because we're getting into the summer. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be hot outside, so it's not like you're not it's allowed to be, bring a chair. Yeah, you can bring like, water, but yeah. you can't bring a chair. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're not we're not trying to be too cruel, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's the one that I would go with because it's like. It's hot enough outside to where you still feel like it's a legit punishment yeah. having to go stand outside for two hours. And maybe it gets an extra and, couple uh, listeners to the show. maybe some people tune in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm leaning that way, but we'll talk with Sam in the 5 o'clock hour and uh, officially nail that down. Okay, so, uh, again, check out Round, Rock Chalk Round Dude, Ball I Classic. I sweating about that. <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> Rock Chalk Round Ball Classic.com. I'll be honest. I if you, I had Brandon Rush. If you finished last, I probably would have done the eat a hot thing on air. That would have been so bad. Yeah. I don't eat any spicy things. I don't like spicy But things. I would have, it's to make miserable. it funnier, I would have done, just only made you eat like a jalapeno or something. That's not like overly spicy, but for I you. Because I still would have like exactly. freaked out. I still and then I think it would have been even funnier for the listeners to be like, really? That's it? It was just a jalapeno? But I don't think you understand. I don't eat anything spicy. No, that would like, be I don't hilarious. eat anything spicy. <laughs> I'm not a spicy guy. Listen, I'm a white dude from mm-hmm. Kansas. I don't eat spicy stuff. No, that's, that's like, I, I don't know what it is. There, there are people from Kansas where that's very much the case. Like, my wife is, it, yeah. she doesn't like but see, spicy what's food funny either. is, my dad loves spicy stuff. Yeah, no, I my love dad spicy eat, food. My dad eats a lot of spicy stuff. Yeah. Um, my wife, sometimes she'll eat like a barbecue sauce and be like, oh, that's spicy. I'm like, well, <laughs> oh my gosh, stop. Because like, that's, that's always been, whenever I've been, whenever I travel somewhere or something, one of my go-to things is I'll usually try to go somewhere and find some sort of like local spicy barbecue sauce, and then I'll give it to my dad, or whatever. And then he's like, "Oh, this is great!" And I'm like, "Dude, that looks like yeah." He'll be like, "There'll be like steam coming out of his ears," and I'll be like, "Oh, this is great! I love this!" I'm like, dude, you look like you're in excruciating pain. Oh, God. How are you could be? How can you be enjoying that? No, oh, you got to clear out the sinuses. It, it, the problem is, I don't yeah, understand. Take a Claritin. Don't eat a jalapeno. <laughs> I don't understand the people who like heat just for the sake of heat. But a lot of times, things that are hot taste really good too. So that's where I'm like, oh, I'll deal with the heat for that. Like, no problem with it. Um, you know where you can yeah, get no. a lot of spicy foods and a lot of spicy chilies? If you go down to Mexico City. For oh, The, the KU true, Houston yeah. game. Okay, yeah. Well, okay. The issue is I don't have I don't even have a passport. Yeah, that would be a problem. <laughs> I need to get a passport. I mean, you, you have, what, 18 months? I guess that's get one? True. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I've been thinking for the past couple of years that I need that I should get a passport. Because they're mm-hmm. good for 10 years, you know? I'm sure at some point in the next 10 years I'll probably be interested in or potentially want to travel somewhere. But, yeah, I mean, I've never been out of the United States, so I've just never had one. Yeah, I mean, um, it's one of those things where if you're not going out of the country, there's literally no need. But, yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe, well, yeah. Yeah. You have time for it. Uh, so, yeah, the the KU men's and women's teams are going to be playing. It's going to be a doubleheader, basically. Well, actually, I don't know I don't know that they clarified doubleheader. Um both KU men's and women's are going to be playing Houston and Mexico City. I am inferring that I feel like they're going to just do a doubleheader. Like right? on the same day? Why else would you have the same teams play in the same city? That's re- You know what I mean? Wouldn't that be um, weird? I don't know, I guess. Both in December? Like, wouldn't that be weird I, if one was one I, week and I, the honestly, other was the other? I couldn't. I don't know. Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't totally understand this. This goes back into the the conversation okay. we were having maybe a week ago where we were talking about Brett Yormark, and there's a lot yes. of things that I think 
that I appreciate that you're being aggressive in um, expansion and that yeah. you're talking about the strength of the basketball conference because you're you're at this point you're never going to be above the SEC and the Big Ten in, in terms of a football conference. But um, can you max out at three in football and then can you stay number one in basketball? So like that's like there are certain things that I do appreciate that he's doing and sure. Um, then there are certain times where it's like, okay, wait, but maybe that's going a little bit too far. Like, dude, I tried to explain it to you. Brett yeah. Yormark is a mad scientist. <laughs> when you have a mad scientist, he's going to make some stuff that is either going to be really cool uh-huh. or is going to be just really bad, yeah. stupid. Well, and you just have to go with it. Okay? And, and, my worry, and so I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. My worry is that there are not enough people in the, the front office or whatever that you want to call like, it. Yo, Brett. Maybe chill. Yes, exactly. Like I, I almost feel like it's he's surrounded by a bunch of people that are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like let's do that. Let's do that. You know what I mean? So do we need to be the ones to tell him like, yo, bro, chill. Yeah, what are we doing here? Because like, that's no, how I feel bit. with this game. Is it is it gonna hurt anyone? Is it the worst thing? No, probably it's not, not. Like I mean, I don't know. You know, is this gonna be something where like yeah, I mean, it's gonna cause? I mean, I guess what the biggest negative to it is like. The travel expenses. Yeah, I, I guess. guess the travel expenses. Like, does it make the players a little more tired? I don't know. Uh, is it just a game? Is, that, yeah, isn't, is, isn't Mexico City like high in altitude? Yeah, I think so. Um, so I guess that's a that's a possibility. Like, uh, does it does it have any? I don't know. Is it one less game that fans can reasonably get out to? You know, um, and I guess the pros of it would be well, I guess it's a possible vacation if somebody wants to go down or. Um, I guess theoretically, whatever, if it's, I don't know, ESPN, Fox, whatever network airs the game, they're going to probably spend more time on their network talking about it because it is, you know, a bit more of a unique game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when they played yeah. the Mexico series with the Padres and the Giants on, you know, Fox, you get, I guess, a little bit more. Uh, yeah, but you know, name remember what happened to the Giants after that? We talked about it on the show. Yeah. They yeah. The, they, they had the, the case. That's the a runs. good point. Um, yeah, so uh, if you're if you're uh, KU in Houston, do not drink the tap water when you go down there. That's what happens, and then you I, get... I don't know if that's the cause of it, but no, a lot of times it is. Oh, okay. So like somebody will like order ice. You're supposed to get bottled water, bottled sodas, and stuff, just because the. But I like ice. Well, it's just so can I not get any ice? No, why not? Unless you make it yourself with like bottled water. It's just there are different like bacterias in different like countries that people are accustomed to drinking with maybe the tap water and whatnot, and some stuff is. You know, you're used to different things in the American tap water, for instance. So, uh, yeah, that's huh. what happens. A lot I, of people will get Montezuma's Revenge. Uh, is that actually is what, what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Oh. When they go down there for, like, doing the same thing. So, that would that. be problematic. KU starts Big 12 play. And, you <laughs> they know. Gotta, they got to hit the bathroom every yeah, 10 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Pulling a Paul Pierce, right, um, to get off. That that would not be ideal. So, I, I don't know. I, I just don't really see the gains of doing this because, like, in my thought, have you ever, like, could you name one Canadian college? Could you name the best Canadian college basketball team? Yeah, there's college like the College team? of Quebec, I think. Okay, well, that was just picking a big city and just... You asked if I could name a okay, college. You know what I mean. And I said you College I mean. of Quebec. Nobody really cares about what's, go- what's going on in Canadian college basketball. You know what I mean? Do you think anybody sure, in fine. Mexico, well, like, Canada, unless you're in does Canada... Does Canada even have basketball? Yeah, they have college basketball, yeah. Okay. See, I didn't even know. Yeah. See, okay, that's my point. But see, listen, if a if two great Canadian teams in college basketball were like, we're gonna play a game in Kansas City, then I would know. Then I would be exposed to. But it. would you care? 
I might a little bit. Would you I would go least, to the game? I would at least. Would have, you be a big fan of? The I game? would at least have a. I might go to the game. To be honest, no, you would it's not. Clo- it's close to us. It's close to Lawrence. You I might would go not go. The There's fun. zero chance you would go. Why not? I just want to see some Canadians put up a three and go. Eh. Okay. After they score or All whatever. Right. I think. So that yeah, I would. I, if I don't I, know. I mean. But yeah, I mean, if, if I'm the, someone in Mexico City, I'm sitting there like, uh, what? Why? Why would I go okay, to this? The real question is, do you think someone in Mexico City could point to a United States map where Kansas is? No. You know well, yeah, someone. If we're talking anybody, but I think a majority. The majority probably would not because know here's where the thing. Kansas is. Uh, we were doing this the other day because I was looking. So the bottom of the release from the I forget if it was from KU over the Big Twelve. It says that like BY or not BYU, uh, Baylor and TCU and Houston, Houston and all these Texas, Texas schools are within four hundred miles of Mexico, and it makes it sound like it is super close. It's not. Close. And you were looking on a map. We didn't know how far south Mexico City was. So that's basically the equivalent of the other way. It is like a 17-hour drive from Houston to Mexico City. Yeah, from Houston. Right. From Houston to Mexico right. City. Yeah. So it's not it's not like it's super close. It's not like this is something where it's like, oh, there's a or there's a big Houston pipeline of fans. There's a big Kansas pipeline of fans in Mexico City. How many fans are really going to go to this game? I I just don't understand this and if I'm, you know, if I'm if I'm Mexico City and you bring an NBA game where it's like these world-class stars that everybody knows about, that's okay. one thing. What if, a college basketball game with two random schools, I, I just don't understand okay, the purpose of another this. Another example. What if like the French Basketball League was like, we're going to play a game in Kansas City? Again, I wouldn't really care unless Victor Weminyamo is playing in it. But, you would, but then you'd be exposed to it. You would know more about it. You would know the teams. Honestly, probably not. You would know the teams playing. Do you know who played at the T-Mobile Center last week? For Music-wise? For concerts? That's totally different. No, yes, it's it not. I don't care about music. Well, I do care about music. But, but you're I not don't. paying attention to everything that's happening at the T-Mobile but Center. If there, was a, if there was a foreign event of two athletic sports teams, I would probably pay, like I would probably hear about it or know about it. Okay, fine. What about the last time that uh, Sporting KC Stadium hosted an international friendly? Who played there? I don't know. Okay. Boom. Well, I'm not a soccer guy. I'm just saying, man, it just feels like it feels like one of those things where it's like it's trying too hard. And again, I don't think it's going to be some huge negative, but also like I just don't see the point. Now, as far as the KU football scheduling, this I'm even more fired up about. Okay, yeah, we're about to get into some serious rant. Yeah, um, this buckle, is buckle such up. a dumb schedule thing. So they released uh, that they're going to be playing the Illinois game. Originally, they were saying the Illinois game, which is uh, week three, correct? Or is that their second game? It's their second game. It's their second game. Okay. Um, that that was going to be played either Friday or Saturday. They released yesterday or two days ago, whenever, that officially it's going to be a Friday game. And then for some dumb reason, this is the one that really grinds my gears because, you know, I, I don't like there being Friday games, but at least if it's just one, that's fine. They had the Missouri State game scheduled for Thursday, which I actually really liked. I really liked it being on Thursday. If you want to talk about having a night game that you can do your own thing and you know be have more attention played to you and it's still not interact with Friday, then great. Thursday works just fine for me. They moved it to Friday. So now they have back-to-back Friday games to open up the season. I absolutely hate this. And, and you know, for, for most people, this isn't going to bother them. They're not going to care. But I will say this because – it's different reasons for me versus someone else. Now, you'll see a lot of people talking about the how does this affect recruiting. I don't really care about that, to be completely honest. It's not that I don't care about the recruiting. Sure, it's yeah. that because um, I don't think recruits can come to the game. Also, there's going to be high school football planes. They won't be able to watch the game. But you can also argue that 
it's a bigger stage because there will be more eyeballs on them with being more of a standalone type of game. So whatever. The recruiting thing is, is out the window for me. Sure. For me personally, for us as a station personally, what bums me it, out. It's a disaster. It is an absolute it's, disaster. It's, a, it's an unmitigated disaster. Right. So we are a station that airs all the Lawrence High and Free State High School football games. We are a station that values being in the community. We are also a flagship station for KU, which means that we have to air the KU games here on KLWN, which also means that Lawrence High games, which typically go on KLWN, KLWN now have to go on a different station. Free State games normally air on 92.9 The Bull. So now we have to figure something weird out to try to, and, and this this sucks when this happens, that now we have to basically mush together both our high school broadcasts on in some way, and we have to figure this stuff out, and then we have to, you know, uh, we're, we're a smaller business. We, we only have a limited amount of employees for us to figure this stuff out. It just sucks. It sucks for us. Uh, it sucks for, for me and you. We're going to be out calling the games. You know, then I'm going to have to go and, and rewatch the KU game and not be able to watch it live or something. And then whatever, I do think yeah. from the fan perspective, because that stuff is more just me complaining from my own view of things. From the fan perspective, for some people, they're probably like, great. I get my whole Saturday to myself. Um, I get to watch all the Saturday college games, and that is, I guess, one cool perk of it. And, you know, I'd rather go Friday night when it's going to be a little bit cooler at nighttime than maybe during the day or in the morning. True. But a lot of people don't get off work till, you know, 5 or 6 o'clock. And a lot of people are coming from Kansas City. A lot of people are coming from Olathe, Overland Park, Topeka, wherever it might be, that they might have a a 45-minute drive in. And then if there's traffic, it might be an hour, hour hour-and-a-half type drive in where you're not going to be able to make it to kickoff or you're not going to be able to make it to tailgate, which that's half the fun for some of these people it's tailgating and you're not going to be able to do that you're just going to have to rush in the tailgates are awesome get in straight to the game so i i absolutely hate this this sucks i can only assume that the reason so here's here's what i assume happened what i assume happened was whatever network or whoever was going to have the game against illinois the ku illinois game they decided we want to play it on friday night well the issue with that is that illinois their first game of the season is on saturday saturday against toledo and so I assume when that scheduling happened, they were going to play the game on Friday. Illinois was like, wait a second. KU's going to play their game on Thursday and get basically two full days of extra rest and preparation before we play them on that fr- next Friday night. So KU was like, okay, well, we'll just move our Thursday game to Friday. That's what I assume happened, uh, just like in a vacuum. But yeah, it, it sucks, obviously, for, for us specifically, because we're trying to do all we're trying to do various coverage of high school plus KU, and now it's just kind of all smashed together. Yeah, so oh, it does kind of suck for us. I don't know, man. I'm I'm not a fan of these uh, Friday games. It's just it's silly to me. It's like when the NFL does their games on Saturday. How do you think college football likes that? Well, well, did, did you know that uh, there's a law hmm. that says that uh, the NFL or there's a law. I don't remember. I don't remember where I saw it from, but I'm pretty sure there's an actual law that says that Saturdays between certain time periods, you're not allowed to have professional football. It can only be college football. Hmm. Interesting. I'm pretty sure it's a law. All right. He is uh, Nate Springer. I'll do some research on that. He's pretty sure. I'm Derek Johnson. This is Rock Chalk Sports Talk. Trace Lada is going to join us in about 15 minutes from right now on KLWN. Depend on it. Welcome back into Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN, KLWN.com or the KLWN app. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. Coming up in the 4 o'clock hour, we get to our RCST trivia third place and championship games. We also have uh, KU Football Friday in the 5 o'clock hour and some Florida Man Mad Libs. Joined now, though, by Shreyas Lada of the Kansas City Star. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, KU had their basketball camp scrimmages at like it was like at three o'clock. Yeah, they are so inconsiderate. Of I know team. what the heck, man. Why? Why do they not? You know, 
bow down to our schedule yes. and work it around our schedule. 100% That's totally agree. unfair. Yeah. Um, so because of that, we weren't able to, we were doing a live show. We didn't end up making it up. But Shreyas, fortunately, was at the scrimmages. So I wanted to talk a little scrimmages with you. I wanted to talk a little Travis Goff, Brett Yormark, Mexico City, all that sort of stuff. Um, let, let's start with the camp scrimmages. Uh, moving through some of the different positions, uh, starting with kind of the the lead guard types, the Dwan Harris's, the I don't know, the El Marco Jacksons of the world. Uh, what or who stood out to you about the lead guards at the camp scrimmage? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it seemed like the guys that had returned, uh, you know, Dewan Harris and KJ were playing more of a complementary role, letting the guys that were kind of new shine. Um, I thought Morris, I, I see the vision. Now, like I understand why KU went after him. He's very flashy. He dribble ball really well. Um, he takes some tough shots. Honestly, it's a weird thing to kind of say this as a public fan, but the more I watch his game, there honestly reminds me the way he plays is very Kyrie like. You know, it's very smooth. Um, he's super talented. I think right now, and I, I wrote about it in this piece today, was just trying to figure out where his fit works with Harris because I think he's best with the ball in his hands. Um, on the same end of the thing, Nick Timberlake was super impressive. I think he's one of those guys that you can kind of just slot and play anywhere with any lineup. He's always the right spot of the court to hit a three. Um, I feel like he's really good at relocating with, uh, without the ball. Um, and I was super impressed after, you know, carding, kind of starting a little slow. Um, he made that dunk and then he hit a couple of threes, um, which was super cool. Uh, Dewan with Dewan Harris. I mean, he did the things that we've seen Dewan Harris do a thousand times. Uh, you know, really nice passes, kind of ability to kind of facilitate, control the offense. Um, speaking of the, uh, the younger guys, El Marco Jackson, I thought he showed a lot of different things. Uh, you know, his passing is really, really good. Um, he has a nice three-point shot uh, and ability to kind of score from all three levels. The one thing I'll say there is I think maybe it's just maybe the, the guard match for whatever, but there were some turnovers for him, uh, and I think that's just adjusting to – the college level of play and the pace and stuff like that. And that's going to take time, but I was pretty impressed with him. Um, and Jamari McDonald. I mean, I mean, I didn't know what to expect out of him. I thought he was the project out of the three freshmen coming in. Um, but he had a lot of really high energy plays, a great shooting stroke. Um, I mean, if that's the energy he brings out on the court, I think before you know it, he's probably going to get some playing time by the end of the year. Yeah, and I, I think the more I think about it, that kind of eighth spot in the rotation, maybe it is between McDowell and uh, Marcus Adams. And I guess to that note, uh, Marcus Adams just finished up graduation. He's not there right now, but he'll arrive shortly. If that was the, because like, I guess if you have Dwan Harris, Marco Jackson, Arteria Morris, Nick Timberlake, uh, KJ Adams, Kevin McCuller, Hunter Dickinson, is that, what, six guys right there, or is that seven? Yeah, seven. Um, so that's seven guys. So yeah, the eighth man at that point. Marcus Adams or Jamari McDowell, unless Parker Brown, you're playing another big man or something. Um, do you have any sense on, on who that would be too early to tell? I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, I, so I think right now the eighth is going to be interesting because of the sense of just, um, you know, I, I think Marcus might be the early favorite between Jamari and Parker. Um, it depends on how KU wants to play the big minutes. Uh, and in the sense of if they're going to put KJ as the backup five, or, uh, you know, place him back in five minutes, or they put Bar uh, Parker and stuff like that. But um, I think early on they might be put Parker just because he's a little more seasoned and stuff like that. But I think Marcus or Jamari could take over that role. Um, out of those three, I think I'm the highest on, on Marcus. Uh, just potential and ceiling and his ability to kind of really just score from anywhere on the floor. Um, and, and he's one of those guys that, you know, I think KU fans are – 
slowly realizing how good he actually is because I didn't realize how good he was because, you know, his recruitment thing was so late in the process and he was a 2024 kid, but he's been, you know, dropping 40 bombs at ball of life tournaments and this and that. Um, if I was a KU fan, I'd be pretty excited. And, and he said it to me multiple times that the KU coaches have kind of looked at him as like almost helping replace Jalen Wilson and his scoring output. I don't expect that to be a thing you know, freshman year, but sophomore, junior year, I think Marcus Adams is going to be a really good player. And uh, it, it is interesting to note that, you know, in, in some of these past scrimmages, I, gosh, I remember MJ Rice, like, going off in one of the scrimmages last year. I think Charlie Moore went off in one of the scrimmages a few years ago. So it's it's not the be-all, end-all and everything, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe it can be an extra data point. Um, just just good kind of note with the, the stuff there. And, and from what you saw with Artario and El Marco, you mentioned Artario, uh Kyrie Irving-ish, uh, you'll have to ask him his thoughts on if the world is flat or not next time. Um, but beyond that, um, with El Marco, what you mentioned there and how you kind of described the way both played, it sounded like Artario was becoming more of a shooter, whereas El Marco, you were getting more of the passing. I know I know it's only a handful of minutes per game that Dewan wouldn't be on the court, but uh, would that be your early favorite for playing the backup point guard more minutes? Would it be El Marco as opposed to Artario? I think so. I think he just looks a little more ready right now. Um, El Marco is really, really good. Um, I think they could kind of play interchangeably almost. I mean, with the way it's looking like, uh, you know, just with that shooting guard spot, it's going to be really coveted. And I mean, I know a lot of people are thinking Arterio could be a guy that could start right away, but I just think based on the experience that Timberlake has, the spacing he offers, he's going to be starting two guard at least early. And I could see Arterio being the two off the bench, and then El Marco is the backup one off the bench. Um, El Marco, I think, has really, really good uh, vision and just the ability to find things that aren't there. Not that Arterio doesn't do that. I just don't think he's as good at it. And Arterio has a really good ability to kind of drive the ball to the hoop and you know get to the rim at will, it feels like. He was lightning quick. Um, his handles, like I, I just haven't really seen a ton of handles like that in college basketball. And I don't know if it was just because of the scrimmage game or what, but I just came away with like, whoa, this is really interesting to watch because, you know, I thought he's an interesting player, but there was definitely some like, okay, I don't know if that shot selection is going to fly in the season. And I don't know what to make of it because obviously it's a scrimmage game and you don't know how much they're actually trying versus, uh, but he had a, had a couple of really tough turnaround jumpers with hands in his face. And I was like, wow, this is like almost like reincarnated Kyrie Irving. And obviously I'm not trying to say it hyperbole, but just, Pure play style, if anything. Yeah, um, Hunter Dickinson had I don't know some some big. I, I think the biggest highlights were him hitting threes, just because that certainly is a question of how often is he going to shoot threes, and and is he going to be one of the best three point shooters on the team? How impressive was he in the three point stroke? I mean, honestly, with Hunter, I felt like he wasn't even trying to any peppers on the time, and he still the best player on the board <laughs> besides uh, Ben more You know, I, I felt like. He was, and I said it in my piece today, I, like, I joked about it, but he's going to lead KU in technicals because he got pissed off once or twice when a, a pass wasn't there. And I was like, oh, I love that energy. <laughs> you know, it, it's great competitiveness. Um, he, had, he had a time where he stole the ball uh, and ran it up the court and hit a transition three. I was like, that's, you know, the modern college basketball NBA game. I was like, that's freaking beautiful. Um, and uh, he, was, he was fun to watch. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting because, you know, I, I, I felt like he was so good from beyond the arc. I wonder how much they're going to 
feed him in the post versus put him to be on the arc. And I think, you know, the idea that Hunter Dickinson is going to shoot better than he did last year on a higher volume is their real possibility, just obviously based off the scrimmage game. But, I mean, he, he just seems like a man amongst boys in, in a game where the only other guy that I felt like that was a former NBA player in Ben Knockmore. Um, so I was really impressed, and he wasn't trying super hard either. Um, and I felt like, whoa, like this guy is as advertised. If you added Ben McElmore to this team, fun hypothetical here, do they go undefeated? Oh, that's a tough, tough question. I mean, would, I, I want to say yes. He would be the best player in college <laughs> basketball, right? <laughs> like a, a 10-year yeah, vet. I mean, he was ridiculous. He was ridiculous. He, he was draining, like, you know, half-court threes. And I was like, good Lord, man. This is, like, ridiculous. <laughs> it, he was, it was, I was like, this man should not be playing in China right now. I feel like, <laughs> let's, let's call up an NBA team real quick. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, that actually brings up a fun. I'm, I'm just going to keep going with the hypotheticals here. Whatever. We're in the offseason. We had a mailbag question asked to us. And, and by the way, check out Trace's mailbag. He does an awesome one in the Kansas City Star that uh, I know just posted the other day, or, or maybe it was today. Um, and uh, Nikola Jokic was the question where it was like, if you added Nikola Jokic to... The worst uh, oh, I think it was Scott who asked the question, your, oh, your yeah. editor. Um, who He said, if you added Nikola Jokic to a roster with, it was like Parker Brown... I think Michael Jankovic and then like two other like walk-ons or something like that. Oh, it was Nadir Tharp, which that would have been would have predated <laughs> you, Shreyas. But basically he was a point guard who was like solid facilitator, not a good defender. Um, and I don't know, maybe some other walk-on, maybe like Chris Tian or something. Would that team win the national title? And and I think we both came around to say yes, like Jokic would in college basketball average like, I don't know, 40, 20 and <laughs> 10, but I guess what if a team just like triple teamed him and just said, we're going to hope the other shooters don't make shots? I, I don't know. I mean, I think they would win. I mean, I, I think about it in the sense of, you know, a couple of years ago when he dragged that um, Nuggets team. Yeah, Campazzo. Yeah. Yeah, with Campazzo and, and guys who should not, like are not real NBA players. <laughs> it's kind of like that in the sense where his gravity is so good. Be triple team joke. There's going to be somebody open, and you have to trust that if they're playing college basketball at any level, at the level of putting on a uniform for Kansas, for example, even if it's a walk on, they can make open shots more often than not. So I think you know if the strategy is triple team Jokic, he's going to just do some crazy stuff and, and you know find somebody, and he's just oh, he's an animal. He's the most fun player, one of the most fun players in my opinion to watch in the NBA. I love watching his passing. And his, his ability to control the game is just a lot of fun. And I think he would just absolutely throttle any NBA or any college center. I mean, he throttles any NBA center. So mm-hmm. he throttle any college center on that end. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, so moving over to, to some of the other stuff that's happening. Uh, we just heard from Travis Goff and Brett Yormark yesterday. Uh, KU is going to be playing some games in uh, Mexico City with the women's and, and men's teams. And I don't know, I... I kind of am in a spot where I, I just feel like I, I don't know what this necessarily adds. I, I don't feel like it's I, – I guess I don't know that it hurts anything. Like, I don't think this is going to be a bad thing. But I, I guess, is this worth all the fuss? Like, in what ways is this going to be beneficial? Well, as a sports writer that gets to go to Mexico City, okay. it's <laughs> vacation. That's, <laughs> um, that's, that's number one. Uh, but, I mean, honestly, I think about it like this. Um, you know, they're, they're spending 2023 putting Big 12 programming everywhere, okay, and in Mexico. And I think, you know, if you get some kid hooked on basketball, and 
you know, whatever, there's going to be people there. And I'm sure it's a, you know, kind of a destination game where KU fans and Houston fans will travel out and go to and support. And it'll be a pretty full arena. I mean, the NBA has gone out there and, and had a really nice uh, kind of uh, couple of years of where they've gone out and sold out the arena in Mexico City. Um, there is a, a real thirst for basketball. I'm not sure how big it actually helps the Big 12 and the brand. I mean, I, I just don't know how much you know Mexican fans or Hispanic fans or whatever care about the population or college basketball. Right. You know? Like <laughs> they're not affiliated with it. I'm not sure how much they care. Um, but I think it could be something good in the sense it could raise KU's brand quite a bit. You know, like it could become. You know, Goff has talked about it before how he wants to build Kansas as a global brand, as a big time brand. And, you know, we, we see like the New York Yankees. I'm not going to say Kansas can be the New York Yankees, but if you go overseas, if you're in India, if you're in Philippines, or you're wherever, you see people wearing like New York Yankees hats. Maybe this gets that to happen with KU. Like it becomes with maybe it's not necessarily even sports affiliated, but the fashion symbol. Like I was thinking about that <laughs> in the sense of like, oh, like it looks cool. The logo is cool. Let me buy a hat, you know, and it, it's associated with like, oh, it's a cool thing from America that everyone knows. And that's kind of where I was thinking it could help a lot, you know, building KU as a bigger brand outside of Kansas, outside of the United States. Um, and, and then you just never know what recruitment opportunities could happen because of it. I think, you know, Goff talked about a student recruitment, you know, I'm sure there will be some uh, Mexican kids that will probably apply uh, for Kansas after that. And, um, you know, I think, hell, who knows, maybe there's, you know, guys, diamonds in the rough that are college basketball players in the waiting in Mexico, and they just needed a chance, you know, to kind of get out there and see and see if they can compete. Um, I think it's one of those things where the risk for it is so low. Why not go for it? Because the reward is so high. Yeah. I, do I think it's going to be like a big thing? I don't really know or think so, to be honest with you, but why not try it? Yeah, I, I guess that's, that's a fair way of looking at it. You know, it doesn't harm anyone, I guess, hypothetically. It is weird that the game's not a, a conference game also, um, but I guess that the positive there, you're not giving up a home conference game, so I, I can understand that a little bit there. You mentioned the vacation aspect of it. Over the next 18 months or so, um, there, there are quite some good possible vacation destinations. I don't know which ones you'll all be traveling to, uh, but I would like you to rank these three possible KU basketball travel destinations. Mexico City, Maui, and Puerto Rico. Ooh, okay. I'm going to go... I think I'm going to go Mexico City. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Mexico City 1. I'm going to go Maui 2, Puerto Rico 3. I also don't think I'll be on the Puerto Rico trip because that's the midst of college football start season, mm. if I remember correctly. Okay. So I think Gary might be there. If I, <laughs> I'm not quite sure, though. But, um, yeah, no, I, I think I'd go Mexico City 1. I think I mean, I've always wanted to go to Mexico. love Mexican food. Seems like a great time. And everything's cheaper up there. So, you know, why not? And uh, Maui, never been to Hawaii. Why not? I've uh, heard great things. Gary's told me it's a lot of fun. Um, and Puerto Rico, I mean, it's cool. I just have never had the really urge to go to Puerto Rico. I good things, so. though. Okay. Well, uh, there's your top there. I could have thrown in, like, I don't know, some of the conference games, too, if you wanted to rank those. You want you want to rank the the quick trip down the road to, like, Manhattan or Stillwater <laughs> or something? 
those are. I'm going to be honest. Those are uh, very low on the list. Okay. I'm not a big not, Matt Hatton. As they, Stillwater. Yeah, as they should. No, I mean, no offense to Stillwater, but as yeah, I, I, I no offense to Stillwater. Well, okay. They should be very definitively below Maui. <laughs> like I, I don't think that's uh, breaking oh, any takes or anything. Well, Strays, <laughs> I appreciate everything and uh, anything you want to plug. I know, I know you got a bunch of uh, work going on right now with the Kansas City Star, whether it's that KU mailbag or the uh, the article on the golf and your mark stuff. Anything you want to talk about? No, no, nothing. Uh, just check out my work in the uh, Kansas City Star. Appreciate you guys having me as always. Absolutely. KansasCity.com, Kansas City Star, Shreyas. Appreciate it, man. Have a good weekend. You too. That was Shreyas Lada of the Kansas City Star joining us here on RCST. Fun time catching up with Shreyas as always. One hour down, two to go. We have our RCST trivia third place game and championship coming up. Then we'll uh, have some Florida Man Mad Libs, KU Football Friday in the 5 o'clock hour. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. You're listening to RCST on KLWN. Depend on it. 4 o'clock hour, you're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. And we have arrived to the championship day of RCST Trivia. Let's go! Super exciting. We have the third place game, and then we have the championship coming up next. So the third place game we'll do first right now. It is the four seed. I'm actually sad. That that it's about to be over? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like like watching a good TV show where it's like you're excited to see the finish. Yeah. You you love watching it, but then once it ends, it's like, oh, man. Yep. That's it. Um, But the good news with this is that we'll be back next year, and we'll have a football edition in a couple months, so uh, plenty to look forward to there. But yeah, Brian Rainey, the four seed, who uh, won the 23rd Street Brewery region, and Kyle Martin, the three seed, who won the Pella Windows and Doors region. Once again, RCST Trivia is brought to you by Johnny's Tavern, Pella Windows and Doors, 23rd Street Brewery, River Rat Print and Skate, Mini Jerseys, Jayhawk Trophy, Homefield Apparel, Sporting KC2, McDonald's, and Mr. D's Auto Wash. Obviously, Kyle, again, the winner of the Pella Windows and Doors region. Next trivia question, what Windows and Doors provider has been serving Kansas since 1957? The answer, your locally owned Pella Windows and Doors of Kansas with six showrooms across the state from Lawrence to Dodge City. Got a Windows or Doors project? Pella Kansas is here, locally owned and proudly serving Jayhawks for over 65 years with Windows and Doors solutions for every home and any budget. Schedule your free consultation at PellaKansas.com. Uh, obviously, some more prizes are up for grabs in this one, but I think the most important part of this matchup is just going to be you have the opportunity, especially if, if Justin wins today, to feel like you are now the team of destiny if you win this third-place matchup. Yes, because for the past two years, the third-place person has won the next year, Yes, and Justin is in the title game. So we'll At the very least, the last three have made the title game. Yeah, so, so there you go. That's a pretty good track record. So there's still definitely a lot on the line. Uh, in this matchup, there's pride on the line. There's, you know, finishing your season on a high note, right? I mean, one of the things about the trivia tournament and just, you know, like the NCAA tournament in general is you have 60, in this case, we have 64 contestants. You have 64 people. 63 finish their season with an L, okay? <laughs> well, except in this case, it's 62 because you have a yeah. chance to win a third place game. So that you have a chance to be one of only two other guy, two guys in the whole field that has a chance to say, I ended my season with a W. Yeah, exactly, which is, uh, you know, you go out with a positive taste in your mouth. Also, a reminder, this Sunday out at Johnny's Tavern in West Lawrence from 4 to 7 o'clock, we're going to have like a trivia meet and greet. So I'll be out there. I might, you know, have some food, a beer, whatever, and you can come say hi. You can come chop it up with whoever else is going to be there. Uh, If you're a current, past, former trivia contestant, even if you're not trivia, if you just listen to the show and you want to come out, you know, meet some of the other other people (laughs) that you're uh, going up against. So it should be a good time there. Yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, let's get into our third place matchup. Well, to this point, a lot of prizes have been racked up already. 
gift card to 23rd Street Brewery, T-shirt, RCST Trivia T-shirt, I should, should say, from River at Prince Skate, tickets to a Sporting KC2 game, a blue or white number one Kansas basketball mini jersey from mini jerseys, a T-shirt from Homefield Apparel, voucher for a free sandwich and breakfast sandwich at McDonald's, $14 car wash pass at Mr. D's Auto Wash, auto entry into Trivia next year. Both of you will get one seeds as part of that. $50 gift card, Johnny's Tavern, Johnny's Tavern hat, RCST Trivia Phenomenal 4 t-shirt and RCST Trivia hat with Phenomenal 4 logo from River at Prince Skate and a Phenomenal 4 trophy. But now you, uh, one of you will clean up a little bit more prizes on the line today in the third place game. We have a gift card to 23rd Street Brewery, so you're going to double down on those. We have an engraved water bottle, tumbler, whatever you want to call it. Those things are sweet from Jayhawk Trophy. It's like a 30-ounce tumbler. It's got the RCST engraved. They're looking cool. And a $25 gift card to McDonald's. So still plenty more on the line for uh, the winner in this one. And as we mentioned, the last two third-place winners went on the next year to win the title. Justin might make it three straight this year. At the least, they've all played for the title the next year. Uh, Brian, I want to start with you. You're the four seed, eight and four over your trivia career, 39 and six on questions, 23 and two this year. Uh, moving on from the, the the loss last week, what are now your emotions and your feelings? Have you gotten over that loss yet headed into this one? No, not really. <laughs> no, no, I, can't. I don't like losing. <laughs> so I've been thinking all week how I can change change my strategy, and I don't want to tell you what I'm what I'm thinking about doing, but I'm I got mm-hmm. something in mind for next year. You know, if I if I live that long, so, <laughs> okay. I don't like losing. <laughs> okay, well, we hope to have you. Um, I I think that. Uh, something I find interesting is this is obviously the deepest run you've made. So I'd be curious to know, losing in the phenomenal four, does it feel worse than losing in earlier rounds, or does it? Do you still feel better just because you have made it further and accumulated more prizes? No, I feel better because I racked up a bunch of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I feel a lot better. It's losing the first round or the second round. Yeah, yeah, yeah I feel better. Uh, well, Kyle, what about you? Where's your emotions at? Does that loss from last week is it still fresh wound? You know, no, I, I think uh, the the question I missed being so 50-50, you know, at the end of the day, I was good with it. I, uh, you know, you wonder if, if I would have gone second instead of first, yep. you know, would we have played for 20 more rounds? But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I'm with Brian. It's way better to lose in the Phenomenal Four than, <laughs> than early. Now, the exception for me might have been if Filer was sitting there and I lost him three years in a row. That, that would have stung quite a bit. But uh, you know, losing to Justin and and seeing him play Isaac and all that, I uh, I feel pretty lucky to have uh, you know finally cracked through and made it this year. So no, all, all gravy at this point. Well, we saw Brian at the the Round Ball Classic last night. Kyle's going to be going to the the celebrity dinner tonight, but I didn't get to see you. So I, I talked to Brian, and and he said he didn't do as much studying for this week, especially you know compared to some of the the past weeks. You you did a study session with Isaac the other night. Was it as hardcore of a study session as you're used to, though, or was it a little more lax? Uh, it was pretty lax. I uh, we talked a lot about the Nuggets game that mm-hmm. was going on at the time. Like CB was going off. During, my phone's blowing up. I'm talking to Isaac. Um, but I know I asked him some stuff, uh, kind of like Brian, you know, I, I feel like, you know, maybe with your, your questions, Derek, you know, we listen and, and, and maybe we cracked a code a bit on something new we could look at, uh, not to get it right at the end of the day, but you know, we looked at it maybe it'll help Isaac at the end of the day, but I don't think he asked me a single thing. I was peppering him with stuff. So, 
I'm here to have fun today with Brian. We'll see how it goes, and and hopefully uh, uh, we can bring Isaac a title uh, in a little bit here. Okay, well maybe maybe a counting card situation going on there. We're gonna have to figure out what that is and, and reverse engineer it some way. Uh, well, uh, Brian, you are technically the lower seed here, so uh, do you want to go first or do you want to go second? I'll stick with going first. All right, sticking with it. That means Kyle's going second. We will uh, double up on questions once again, so we will start in the easy round of things. First to you, Brian. What Jayhawk wore the number 15 uniform and won 2008 Final Four MOP? Mario Chalmers. That's right. And uh, last night at the Round Ball Classic was a big night for number 15s. 15th Round Ball Classic. Mario was not there, unfortunately. All right, Kyle, this one for you. What sophomore guard wearing number four Passed the ball to Mario Chalmers on the shot that tied the game at the end of regulation in the 2008 national title game. Jerron Collins. Yep. Sophomore, the number four. A few extra hints there, which is why it's in the easy column of things. All right, second easy question. Back to you, Brian. What is the last name of KU's assistant coach and director of student athlete development whose first name is Joe. Um, oh, I should know this. Assistant coach? Yes, right? assistant coach, first name Joe. Ten seconds. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I know this. Lob something out there. Holiday. Oh! <laughs> You're going to feel horrible because I, I do think, you know, Joe Dooley. Joe Dooley was the correct yeah. answer there. Yep. Just slipped my mind. Yep. Sometimes That's that happens. Yep. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Chance to win it. And by the way, Kyle, you are uh, 49 and 9 all time on questions out. So this would be your uh, big number 50 if you could hit it. All right, what is the last name of KU's assistant coach and video coordinator whose first name is Brady? I I, I want to keep playing. I'm tempted to just miss this on purpose. You can if you want. Going, but for the respect of the game, my 50th question, I'll go with Morningstar. <laughs> okay, yes, Brady Morningstar is the correct answer there. So tough one for you, Brian. Uh, Kyle, I guess first things first, if you would have got the Joe Dooley one, would you have hit that? Yeah, I wrote, I wrote down Joe Dooley. Uh, that's that's a tough one because when you first start going through that, I was like, "Oh man, support staff. Uh, this will be interesting." <laughs> and it, it did take me a second, so I feel for Brian there. Yeah, that, that's why we added the first names in there uh, to try to make it a little bit easier. But just didn't come to you, Brian. Obviously, one that you know now looking back, is that one going to bother you more than the phenomenal four loss? Just because yeah. it's something you yeah. knew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, that's it's okay. It's a brain freeze. So, yeah. yeah. No, this this All was this in me, and I can't remember that. This was the uh, the equivalent of like a, a team who goes to a bowl game, but it's not the college football playoff, and you know maybe they rested some of the starters, some of the guys opted out to, to go to the NFL draft. You know, it, it, just not the same focus and intensity. So it's okay. It, it happens. Uh, I, I do have one parting question for both of you guys before you go. Uh, you've obviously now at this point, both of you will have played in, in six matchups this year for RCST trivia for the basketball side of things. Um, Brian, I want to start with you. I, I know a little bittersweet of an end here, but I mean, uh, what, what is your favorite thing been about RCST trivia this year? Uh, 
I mean, it's, it's fun being a part of it. I guess thinking back all these years, it's like I have just, I'm sure we all do. We all have this stuff just in us, you know, it's, it won't go anywhere for me. It just sits there. And this is a cool way to kind of get it out of me, out of you, out of me, you know, and it's a cool way to be part of KU basketball, even though I don't get to play, you know, but I just have all this trivia and just inside of me and it just sits there. So it's cool to just take part in something. Yep. Uh, Kyle, same question for you. Do you have a favorite thing about RCST trivia or, or this year? Oh man. So maybe it's good. We ended early. Cause I got, I got to shout out a couple people here as we move through this answer. So first of all, it's my wife's birthday today. Oh, happy birthday uh, to Kristen. She- Happy birthday to Kristen. Yeah, two-time RCST trivia participant, <laughs> Kristen Martin. Uh, we'll get her a win here one of these years. Um, my study group, which is part of my real answer here that I'm getting to a second, Filer, Isaac, and Kristen. She, she she wants to acknowledge she's part of that as well. <laughs> um, my my kids, Ryan and Peyton. Ryan actually would have done better in my first round uh, this year than I think wow. the guy I played. No offense to, uh, to Spencer, but... Uh, uh, he, we might be talking age limits next year, Derek. Can I get an eight-year-old into to trivia? Because he's not too bad. Um, but I, I, my last shout-out is for for you guys. And I think, uh, you know, Derek and Nick, what you guys put on here is really, really cool. And uh, it goes it's a lot of work, and, and you put a lot into it to not only put the tournament in place, which, you know, is its own bear, I'm sure, but the amount of time you put, take to, like, coordinate with all of us who participate in this, I tell everybody, like, sign up Derek will work with you it's uh it, it's not this like rigid you have to be on at this time like he wants people to play wants people to have fun and that's my real answer is the community of RCST trivia that has developed over the last four years is so cool like Brian said it in his phenomenal four matchup he was like uh uh you know why would I be stressed I'm here to talk about KU basketball like it's it's the greatest thing in the world and we all have fun doing that whether we have the all the answers rattling around our brain or, or not, um, you know we love this and we we did this for a reason. So uh, being able to facilitate that through this competition specifically and meet so many new people, Brian, you know Isaac and I have developed a friendship. Um, you know the people I've competed against over the years and listened to on the radio is so cool. So so thank you guys for doing this and and thanks Brian for being part of it too. <laughs> I wish we could do it more often, even if it was for no prizes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Can I tell one quick story too? Yeah, absolutely. In the decade of the nineties, I only missed four home games. And you know, we had a sixty-two home game winning streak. And I went to every single one of those games, the sixty-two, and the game I missed was the game we lost. <laughs> so it's your fault. <laughs> Otherwise it could be going. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I take this stuff personal. Serious. I, I well, blame myself. Right. Yeah. What's, what's funny about that story is it's the complete opposite for me. When I was a student at KU, it felt like every game that I went to happened to be the ones that KU lost. I was at I was at every <laughs> Allen Fieldhouse loss for like my entire KU student career. Every every time I went there they lost. Yeah. So I think we need to make sure Brian goes to all the games. <laughs> Nick does not. Fan. Yeah. yeah fan. There there we go. Well, Kyle, I, I appreciate what you were saying too. That that was very well said and, and thank you for, for the kind words. Um obviously it is part of the community stuff goes. We hope both of you can join us this Sunday. Gonna be out at Johnny's Tavern in West Lawrence, uh, from four to seven. 
just uh, on Sunday, kind of, you know, meet and greet, and you can meet some of the other people who are part of trivia and meet them in person for maybe the first time or something and just kind of hang out and have a good time. And uh, we will have football trivia coming in uh, a couple months here or about a month and a half from football trivia, so some more opportunity there. But, guys, we appreciate both of you for being a part of this and, and being awesome contestants each and every year. Thank you. Yep. Thanks, guys. Man, it's a tough when you get a, a you know, a, a round of this magnitude ending kind of that that early on, I, I guess. Just brain fart. It happens ever, yeah. even to yeah. the best, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that's a tough one. And I, I wondered if, uh, it, I, we didn't ask it, but I wondered if that would have been any easier if we had included the part about how he was previously an assistant and then returned again. Yeah. Because, right? like, he was an assistant back in the late 2000s. And then he sure. left and came back. So I didn't know if that extra would have. It might have spur, spur. I think the, he was just the, having trouble coming up with the name. Yeah. I, I think he knew it. He just couldn't think of the name. No, I mean, you listen, know? dude. Everybody's every. I mean, I've had plenty of those moments where you know yeah. you're talking about something that you know, like the back of your hand, and then all of a sudden it's like, whoop! You can't think of this <laughs> one thing. You know. Yeah. So it, it happens to everybody, man. Yeah, it does, but uh, that doesn't take away. Brian still gets to hang a banner. Yep. Phenomenal four. Kyle, congratulations, wins the third place matchup. He gets another gift card to 23rd Street Brewery, a gift card to McDonald's, and that awesome RCST tumbler um, from Jayhawk Dude, Trophy. Those things are sweet. Those things are sweet. Um, so, I mean, both guys get to hang a banner. Okay, so question. What would have happened if we, I mean, do we need to institute any sort of rule about intentionally missing a question to extend a game? No, that's that's completely that's fine, up to you. Think? Yeah, because hypothetically they're not, the ones risking it for themselves, right? Like that doesn't affect me. Yes, but but I mean, they, dude, that could lead us to like some collusion. That's true. What if to, both people you know. just say I'm going to keep missing every question forever? <laughs> Eventually, we would probably have to do something. So I guess like <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm not going to put a hard rule on, but if. Yeah. If it like happened excessively, <laughs> then we would have to rethink that, and I would I would have uh, uh, kind of dictatorship on being able to be like, okay, this ain't right. <laughs> that one I would have been fine with if he wanted to do that just to keep the matchup going or something, because that would have been at his own peril to possibly lose out on some of those prizes. But uh, I, I don't blame him for just being like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just take the dub. So yeah. uh, we'll see how far our next one can go. We have the championship coming up next between Isaac and Justin. RCST Trivia brought to you, one of our title sponsors, Johnny's Tavern, where we're going to be on Sunday. Sunday at the West location. In 2023, Johnny's is celebrating its 70th anniversary, and they have all sorts of specials going down throughout the year. Stay tuned for the 70th anniversary happening at the North Lawrence location, the original location. Of course, there's now 13 locations of Johnny's from Topeka to the newest store in Raymore, Missouri. You can eat the new Luge pizza or the Buffalo chicken dip, the Wilson wings. You can try any of the great beers, including their new blue collar lager, a beer you can only get at Johnny's that's brewed by Free State Brewing Company. RCST Trivia brought to you by Johnny's Tavern, Pella Windows and Doors, 23rd Street Brewery, and River at Print Skate. Back for the championship next. Good afternoon and welcome to the 2023 RCST Trivia Championship. Year four of the event has taken more twists and turns than a lost man in a maze. Round one featured three 15 seeds and two 16 seeds earning mind-bending upsets. Cinderella sprouted from new contestants, while many returning players reached heights they've never hit before. In the end, it was two Goliaths sifting through the chaos as past champion Isaac Henderson will battle number one seed Justin Nichols. For Isaac, this matchup is about legacy. It's about redemption for his 2021 title 
financial loss. It's about becoming the first two-time champ. It's about becoming the GOAT. But more than any of that, for the Wunderkind, it's about earning that championship trophy. Though he won back in 2020, a trophy had not been forged in the fires quite yet, and Isaac is frothing at the idea of earning some hardware. Will his lust for a trophy get in his way, or can he stay calm, cool, and collected, and continue to thrive and give Justin Nichols some change in his trivia aspirations? Justin will provide plenty of resistance in Isaac's chase for trivia immortality, and many are pointing to the rare ability of a number one seed to get to play with a chip on his shoulder. As steady as they come, Justin has become a trivia powerhouse, gaining and storing energy with every new defeated opponent. After finishing third in 2022 basketball trivia, Justin earned a top three regular season finish in football. Now, he's guaranteed himself a top two spot in 2023. Can he go from consistent good to gloriously great and be unlike Icarus when he flies too close to the Hender Sun. One thing is clear, history will be made today. Teachers will teach what is about to happen, and parents will share stories of where they were when Isaac clashed with Justin. Will Isaac be the first two-time champion in RCST trivia history and stake the claim as the GOAT all to himself? Or will Justin be our fourth champ in four years and continue the trend of contestants going from third to first like a new kid in a t-ball game? We find out right now. Thank you, Joel. And uh, we get ready for our RCST Trivia Championship here on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. RCST Trivia brought to you by Johnny's Tavern, Pella Windows and Doors, 23rd Street Brewery, River Rat Print and Skate, Mini Jerseys, Jayhawk Trophy, Homefield Apparel, Sporting KC2, McDonald's, and Mr. D's Auto Wash. Thank you to all our amazing sponsors for, for making this possible each and every year and uh, for making it possible with our grand prizes here, which uh, should be really exciting. This is for a big screen TV. This is for an overnight stay at the Oriad with a bunch of awesome stuff involved in there. I mean, there's like bottles of wine in there. There, yeah, I don't, they, I don't they, know they what's all like in a, there. They got like a prize basket, and it's like a bunch of stuff in there. Yeah, I don't yeah. actually know if there's bottles of wine, but there's like a, a no, bunch I, of good I'm stuff. I'm pretty in sure there. we were told there was. Maybe there is. I don't, I don't know. know. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mystery even to us, but <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Yes, it is. Um, obviously, the big screen TV, you get lifetime entrance into trivia, which Isaac has already accomplished that. So, uh, okay, does he championship get, trophy. Does he get double lifetime entrance? <laughs> yes, he gets to pick somebody else to oh, enter. What about that's, that? Yeah, that's pretty good. He gets to pick somebody else. That would be interesting. That would be interesting because he technically has two lifetime entries. Yeah, but then that runs into a bit of an issue. What if, like, I don't know, somebody wins like 10 times? I don't know, whatever. We'll cross that bridge <laughs> when we get there. Uh, nonetheless, we have Justin versus Isaac. For the championship, Justin trying to continue the trend of the third place winners. Isaac trying to be the first time two time champ. Uh, what are your thoughts headed into this matchup? Well, Derek Ho, who was a 16 seed in this tournament and advanced into the second round, yesterday he came on our show for the Rock Chalk Round Ball Classic and picked Justin. Mm-hmm. So, but an interesting pick there. I think, I think uh, probably a majority of the money in terms of bets is on Isaac, the Terminator. But uh, I, I have a lot of confidence in Justin. Justin's been playing this humble, oh, woe is me. I'm just a lucky guy who's not very good. He's been playing <laughs> that card all tournament long, and I'm not buying it at all. This dude certainly can take down Isaac, and I'm expecting uh, a very competitive matchup. I think it's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. Isaac obviously is very tough, and I I, I do think for Justin, there's gonna he's going to need to just kind of have some luck involved, right? Yeah. But the biggest thing when you're facing a guy like Isaac is, you got to be on your toes 
you got to be on your toes for the and the entire competition because you never know when that opportunity to catch Isaac might come up and you can't miss it right like you're you're going to get one shot probably and you got to hit it so you just yeah. you got to stay locked in for that one chance you might get what's the saying if you're going to aim at the king you best not miss yeah. something like that yeah, yeah. Uh, that's kind of how this goes uh RCST trivia one of our title sponsors Riverat Print and Skate which is the region that Isaac won Riverat has screen printing and a skate shop embroidery and promotional products available with art and logo creation they are KU licensed so you can uh, work with that they have skateboards longboards paddle boards and safety gear in addition to the custom work they can do for you and a large selection of shoes and apparel from well-known skate brands they can help you out with any custom apparel like our trivia t-shirts like our trivia hats give them a follow on Instagram at river under underscore rat underscore print for the print shop and at river rat skate shop for the skate side give them a call at 785-371-1660 they're actually uh basically right across the street from johnny's north in lawrence so you can uh go over place your you know custom order there go in person and then go grab some lunch at johnny's and boom you're good to go uh all right let's get into the championship matchup the moment we've all been waiting for it is the one seed, Justin Nichols, the only one seed remaining, winner of the Johnny's Tavern region, an all-time record, 12 and 2 on trivia, 47 and 7 on questions, and 23 and 2 this year against the three seed, the winner of the River Rat Print and Skate region, Isaac Henderson, record of 17 and 2, 79 and 7 on questions, 21 and 0 this year. He has now three times been to the trivia championship game. That's more than anyone has. He has one championship. Trying to get his second, be the first one to do that. He does have one runner-up finish as well. But most importantly for Isaac, he wants to win that trophy. He didn't get a chance to win one his first year. He got the big screen TV, but he didn't get the trophy. Justin's going for the trophy and the big screen TV here. I'll start with you, Justin. If you win the big screen TV, where is the placement going to be in your house? Going to be front and center, right in the right in the family room. We've got a little bit of an older TV in there. It'll be replacing that, and that'll work. That TV will move out and probably go into the workout room. So I'm, I'm excited for the possibility, at least, of replacing it. Isaac, uh, obviously you've mentioned the trophy's the big thing for you, but, I mean, it, it's a good problem to have. What would you do with a second big screen TV? You know, I, I haven't really thought about it too much. I'm, I'm kind of waiting for when, uh, after a few years, we start playing for, you know, a couch or some other home <laughs> furnishing items that, that maybe I, I, I don't have one of um, already, but... Um, I've I've kind of always thought that, you know, for every year you be in the championship, you should be allowed to miss a question and it not kind of get against you. But mm. the rules committee kind of shot me down on that one, so uh, I guess we'll see how that goes today. Dude, this is not amateur hour. Come on. <laughs> well, Nick Nick had an idea of because the the winner of this gets lifetime entrance into trivia, mm -hmm. and you have already you've already achieved that as a past winner. Nick had the idea that. Once you start racking up more than one, you not only get yourself lifetime entrance, you always have an automatic invite. You can just nominate somebody that you want to be in it, basically. So, I like it. I like it. Okay. Uh, well, uh, both we're, of you guys... We're still, we're still in the lab. Yeah, we are. Some other ideas. Yeah, we are. Uh, both of you guys have already accumulated a lot of uh, awesome prizes. Uh, gift card to 23rd Street Brewery. Actually, multiple of them. One for the Sizzling 16. One for making it to this round. RCST Trivia t-shirt from River at Print Skate. RCST Trivia Phenomenal 4 t-shirt and Phenomenal 4 hat from River at Print Skate. Tickets to a Sporting KC2 game. Um, you have also received a blue or white number one Kansas basketball mini jersey from mini jerseys. Get your favorite KU basketball player with mini jerseys. A KU t-shirt to home field apparel. Use code RCST at checkout for 20% off. Voucher for a free sandwich and breakfast sandwich at McDonald's. 
$14 car wash past Mr. D's Auto Wash. Auto entry into trivia next year, which, as we mentioned, Isaac kind of already had. Both of you will get one seeds next year, a $50 gift card to Johnny's Tavern, a Johnny's Tavern hat, a phenomenal four trophy, and uh, also an engraved tumbler and a $25 gift card to McDonald's. But the prizes today, a big screen TV thanks to 23rd Street Brewery, an overnight stay with gift card for food and drink, at the Oread, that thanks to Pella Windows and Doors. Lifetime entrance into RCST Trivia. That RCST Trivia Championship Trophy from Jayhawk Trophy. And the pride and respect of all your peers and me and Nick, most importantly of all. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, uh, Isaac, you've had about a week to think on this. Do you want to go first or do you want to go second? Uh, I'm sure I'll end up looking like a fool regardless, or it'll be the best decision I've ever made, but I've always been a, a go-first fan, so I'll stick with it. Okay. Means you'll be headed into the easy round first with Justin going second. We'll double up on questions once again. Isaac, first up for you. What Jayhawk wing won the Final Four MOP in 2022? Ochai Baji. Yep. Some people thought it could have been someone else. And your question, Justin, joining Agbaji on the 2022 All-Tournament team was what Jayhawk Center? David McCormick. Yep, and that was the other guy. Some people thought that could have been Final Four MOP. He was robbed. Yep. See, Nick's one of those people. All right, Isaac, back to you. This Jayhawk guard wore the number zero uniform from 2021 through 2023. So he played his second year this year, but then transferred out of the program this past offseason and is now at East Carolina. Bobby Pettiford. That's right, Bobby Pettiford. Who could forget his shot against Wisconsin? He'll always have that in uh, his KU lore. All right, Justin, your second question. This Jayhawk big man wore the number 21 uniform from 2021 through 2023, so the past two years, but then transferred out of the program this offseason and landed at UC Santa Barbara. Zach Clements. Yep, that's right. Santa Barbara is low-key. Got some good talent on their team. A couple uh, former four or five-star big men. All right, on to the medium round we go. Back to you, Isaac. Kansas trailed by double digits at one point in four of their six NCAA tournament games in 2012 when they went to the title game. Name one of the two teams that they did not trail by double digits at, uh, at any point. I'll say North Carolina. That's right. North Carolina, the one that they kind of stayed in front the whole way. The other one would have been, if you could have remembered the team they played, the first round game, Detroit. But that's harder because you can't think of the, the school necessarily. All right, Justin, your medium question. Bill Self has won four Elite Eight games at Kansas. He was either tied or trailed at halftime in three of those four games. Who was the only team that Bill Self beat in the Elite Eight that KU was actually winning at halftime? Uh, Miami. Mm. Miami, they were down at halftime. 
And then they had that crazy second half. If I gave you a second crack at it, I mean, Isaac's going to get the win anyway, but would you would you guess somebody else? North Carolina. No, they, well, the correct answer is actually Davidson. Davidson yeah. is the correct answer. That one just fell out of your mind? Yeah, no, I, 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 I remember that one being close. Um, and so Miami, you know, obviously we ended up running them. Um, and so that was the, the first one that came into my mind. And then having just had the North Carolina guess uh, when we, 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 that Isaac just had um, and knowing that we won that one, I think by 13, if I remember right, that one yep. also seemed like it was likely. Um, and I, I just, uh, yeah, just crapped the bed. That yep. was a, that was a unfortunate, uh, unfortunate way for this to end. Isaac, congratulations, man. Yeah. Yeah. The Kansas, North Carolina was tied 47 all at halftime. And then Kansas outscored him by 13 in that second half. Um, Isaac, if those questions would have been reversed, would you have hit on that one or would you have missed it as well? I think Davidson might've been my fourth guess. Wow. (laughs) Okay. So, so maybe we'll have to to reevaluate where that question was necessarily. Wow. Uh, Justin, if the questions were reversed, would you have hit Isaac's first one? Yeah, I would have. Oh man. That's a tough way for it to finish. Uh, I always hate it when it, it comes out like that. So, uh, I don't know. Well, Isaac, you are the champion once again for the second time ever, uh, and you become the first player to do it two times. Uh, does this one feel better than the first one or about the same? Uh, I think the first one was a lot more elation, joy. This one was more stress-filled to get there feels more like I just had lost about 50 pounds of pressure and stress that I've put on myself over the past month. So more of a relief maybe, but um, at the end of the day, you know, winning always feels good regardless of if it's your first time or, or your 10th time. Really, so. and it does. Well, Justin, obviously, you know, it fell shorter than you wanted to here, but another heck of a run. You have uh, second place and a third place over the last two years. Uh, I guess thoughts overall on on this deep run in 2023. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased that I, that I made it back again. Um, you know, I, I know that, uh, I I'm frustrated that that that's where I went out, um, on that question. I was hoping we'd at least get into some harder questions. I feel like that. those could have been hard in hindsight, but yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's, uh, that, that's, that's frustrating for me. I, I feel like I, was I was better prepared today than I have been for any of the other ones. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just don't get the right questions. I've said all through this entire thing that a lot of how I got here was luck and having the right questions asked. And this is this is that same thing again. Luck happens and um, luck happened against me this time. And, you know, that's just how it goes. But uh, I also had said coming into this that I thought Isaac was probably going to kick my butt. And you know what? I, I'm not I'm not too bad at the prediction game. So, um you know, he, he deserves it. He's he's uh, proven himself over the last four, four years that he's probably the best that there is at this. So uh, congratulations to him. Well, we hope you get, we get both of you guys back for the uh, football edition in about a month and a half. Justin did very well in that. I think Isaac was on vacation last year when we were registering for it, so he just missed out on on uh, possibly doing that. But um, now now that you do have that second TV, you said you didn't really want to think about it till we got there. Do you want to think about it now, or need more planning time on it? I mean, I, well, well, the the ideas will probably start percolating here. Of now, now that it's in possession, you never wanted to uh, start to start to plan and, and start to think what you do as trouble before you have it. But um, I mean, obviously, you know, four years in, it's it's been a lot of fun, heck of a ride. Um, appreciate all you guys do. Um, 
you know, it's 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 pretty impressive to get 64 random people just to to sign up for a month long competition about KU basketball. So I uh, appreciate all you guys have done over the past couple of years on that. I, I asked this to both the third place people I'll ask it to you, Justin, I'll start with you. Do you have a favorite thing about RCST trivia, whether it's this year or, or just anybody you want to shout out or, or I don't know, I guess it just kind of open forum here. No, I, you know, I, I I completely agree with Isaac. This is just a fun deal for me. I've I've told you before, I'm not like the prizes are are great and everything, but I really just enjoy getting the opportunity to compete against people and see all these people that love KU sports the way that I do. Um, I'm a, a you know this. I'm a football first guy, um, so the basketball thing is um, is just accumulated knowledge. I've got a bunch of just random stuff in my head and. Um, you know, so this is less of my focus, uh, but I, I love the opportunity to do it. It's so much fun and it's a, it's a great diversion in the middle of a work day to get away and be able to, you know, think about something that I love like KU sports. So I appreciate that you guys do it. Isaac, what about you? Anybody you want to shout out or, or just favorite thing about trivia either this year or in general? You know, trivia really, uh, the the years of being a box score and history nerd without this it's it's kind of worthless um so so it, it gives me an avenue there um probably similar to justin you know i went to several football games in my opinion the bowl game meant more to me than the national championship that may be a hot take um but uh obviously like i said you know my family's been been a ku fan forever so me being a box score history buff you know that that goes to all you know my dad his brother my grandpa all those guys um you know, I said four years ago it was done over a phone call, and I, I beat somebody in a Sweet Sixteen, and now uh, we were in a study group together this year. So shout out Kyle, shout out Andrew Filer, all those guys. Um, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's a lot of fun, and I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it over the years. Awesome. Well, guys, we appreciate you both being a part of this. Uh, tough way for it to end with with how those questions were definitely tougher than medium, probably hard, and. Uh, certainly in the way that they uh, kind of got ordered and worked out. But we know both of you will be part of this moving forward and, and heck of a run for both of you. Isaac, congratulations, man. And Justin, uh, uh, I, I guess the trend is you went from third to second, so maybe next year's the year. There's only one more spot to go, right? <laughs> there we go. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. So Isaac, your champion, he uh, is now the first participant with multiple championships. Is he the GOAT? I think you have to say so right now. I mean, Eric so? did beat him in a head-to-head -head championship, which I, I do think that does give a little bit more credence uh, for Eric's way. Eric, oh, by the way, that, that last question that Isaac answered to win it gave Isaac 82 correct tri trivia questions all time. That Eric has 81. Eric does have three less, less incorrects, though. Mm, so you do have that to okay. look at. Eric okay. has more sizzling 16s. But Isaac has more title appearances and more championships. And, and you know, the rings... That, that's yeah. usually where the GOAT discussion They're goes. Magnified. Yeah. Um, I think you'd have a fine answer, whichever one you'd want to go. But, yeah, I think you have to lean Isaac right now just for the two championships. But if yeah. Eric comes back next year, then boom, right? Maybe, yeah, maybe not, yeah. Uh, so you never really know. That That's a tough way for it to finish. I, I feel bad. Uh, first of all, those could have been in the hard round. Now, I guess theoretically, uh, we if we would have asked easier medium questions and then got to the hard round, then I guess it would have just ended there anyway. So it would have just delayed the inevitable, so to speak. Um but beyond those probably being hard as opposed to medium, that's interesting that you heard Isaac and, and both the Miami, the Miami guess was honestly the guess I was not expecting because I thought yeah, because that was the was, one that was most recent and everybody and we were, remember them being was, down, right? Yeah, I remember being down 15. Yeah. So that, that was the one I was not expecting. I can see why he guessed North Carolina. Tied. Yeah, that, that one would make sense. But that one was one that, yeah, it was tied. And then uh, 2018 against Duke. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm pretty. They they were down at half, or I believe they were down by a point yeah. or two or something. Yeah. Um. So I don't know, but uh, yeah, huh. that that one's tough for sure. Yeah. The, and then the double digit one, Kansas trailing the name one of the games they didn't trail by double digits. You immediately aren't going to think Detroit, yeah. and also you might not even remember who they played in the first round, and you might think like, oh, you might not think North Carolina right away because that was a one seed they were playing against, right? So I do think they. I don't know. I I think it it sucks that w- both of them didn't know one and knew the other one. Yeah, I think Which, they're like, closer than you would think. So but hard to, it is hard you know. to gauge like yeah, beforehand yeah, yeah. because I know the answers to both when I'm writing them because I exactly, look it up. Yeah. So yeah, or like sometimes I'll and go theoretically to you, you have yeah, a sometimes I'll go to you and I'll be like, dude, this is a this is a, right. This is a hard question. It'll be like, oh well, no, everybody knows this, and I'll be like, okay, well, I guess I'm just an idiot. Yeah, then. I guess yeah. I'm just an idiot. No, it's it's hard for sure. I I <laughs> it sucks though. I I feel bad the way it ended that I way. I don't know but, if we. I mean, I know we have we already have a committee that. You know, looks mm-hmm. into all this stuff. I don't know if we need to maybe expand the committee or if we just probably need to be better at our jobs. I think the more people I mean, do on I the committee, need, do the better. I just, do I just need to be better? Uh, no, I, I I don't think it's it's like you said. It's you need more opinions on it. So right now, I have like a couple people who will check questions over. Uh, me and you check the questions over. Yeah. If we can maybe get a couple, maybe we'll reach out to a couple other people that I know who haven't Some been in this tournament. Right. Yeah, they can't be in the tournament, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, anyway, that that wraps up trivia. It was a yeah. really fun year. Yeah, um, I, I just wanted to say one more thing about what what they were talking about. A couple things. First of all, this triv- this tournament would not be possible without the listeners, without people joining in and participating. So, you know, uh, thank you to everyone that that's been. You know, Kyle had some kind kind words for us, Isaac and and Justin and Brian as well. But it wouldn't be like we could put together the greatest tournament of all time, and if nobody participated, then it wouldn't matter. So it's really the listeners that 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 drive this whole thing. So. I just wanted to say that, and also I I I love hearing guys saying, "Oh, you know, I have all this stuff just bounced around in my head, and this is an opportunity to kind of like, you know, basically utilize it." Because I think there are so many sports fans out there, not just KU fans, but all kinds of different fans who have that same feeling where, you know, over time you just accrue so much random knowledge in your brain, and and to put together this tournament and have the opportunity for guys to, you know, I I can't I can only imagine the types of you know, memories that this brings up of guys, you know, oh, you know, oh, I remembered going to that game or I remembered watching it or I remembered how cool that was. And then, you know, there's a question about it and it kind of maybe, you know, reanimates a memory or something like that or whatever. So I think that part's so cool. And so I want to say thank you to the listeners because this, like I said, this, this would not be possible without people joining and participating and, and and playing in the in the tournament. So thank you to you guys. Listen. Yeah, very well said. And thank you again to our sponsors. Uh, one of our other title sponsors is Twenty Third Street Brewery. Great spot to watch the game. Check out the patio. Perfect for the heating up weather. You can bring your dog out there. Great service. Great beer. Great food. Try the new Fitzgerald Reuben. Check them out in Lawrence. Thank you to all our sponsors for being a part of this. Johnny's Tavern, uh, one of our title sponsors. You know, bringing in the gift cards and and the hats and. Uh, obviously hosting this this thing we have upcoming on on Sunday uh Pella windows and doors got this overnight stay going on as, as part of the championship for Isaac at the Oriad 23rd Street Brewery with the gift cards with the grand prize TV River at print skate with all the custom apparel that they've provided us with over the years mini jerseys Jayhawk trophy home field apparel sporting Casey two McDonald's Mr. D's auto wash without our sponsors this isn't possible either because then yeah 
Um, I, I do think there would be some people who'd just be like, oh, I'll just compete in trivia for I mean, free. Brian, right. Brian wants sure. to do He just wants for to do sure. it year-round. Yeah, but <laughs> prizes are what adds the extra bit of this and the extra oh, yeah. piece of this that make oh, it even yeah. more fun and, and cool because yeah. we like giving yeah, back there, to people in the community. There's got to be skin in the game for the sure, contestants. Sure, sure. So uh, thank you to all our sponsors. Thank you so, so much. And we look forward to uh, football trivia in about a month and a half. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. Isaac, your champion of RCST Trivia 2023. This is KLWN. Depend on it. Welcome back into Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson, and on today's edition of KU Football Friday, our question, hypothetical, whatever you want to call it, is we are now Football uh, Friday. We are 11 weeks away as of today. God, it's, first football it's, game. it's like on one hand, it's like, oh, yes, only 11 weeks. Mm-hmm. And then you think about it, and you're like, wait a second, 11 weeks, bro? What, what are we doing? That's another I can't time. Just go faster. Well, that's another piece of them moving the game from a Thursday to Friday. We can one extra day. Yeah. Oh, that, oh, that's another a reason not to like it. That is blasphemy. I will say there is one. I just realized one extra reason to like it, though, and this is a problem we ran into me and you this week. Yesterday, because of how busy the week had been oh, with yeah. some of the stuff we were doing, and then the round ball, and then you're you know out there late last night yep. doing the game. You get the feel that last night was Friday. Yeah. And I then spent, you have to come I into work today. I spent a good chunk of the day yesterday. I think yes. it was Friday. And so now I guess we get to avoid that with I mean, it being a Thursday game? I guess that's true. Well, and for like for KU fans, honestly, employers are probably the biggest winners here because <laughs> now you're going to actually have maybe some semi-productive employees for if you're KU fans yeah. on the Friday before or on the Thursday and then the Friday. That's a good point. Because, like, dude, if the game's on a Friday... I'm for sure taking a half day on Friday at the least, at the very most, mm-hmm. and I'm probably taking a half day on Thursday too. <laughs> so now, at least the employers—they're the biggest winners here. That's a good point. So, <laughs> do you think Travis Goff, a bunch of the the big businesses in the area who are big donors, like, are hey, like, yeah, we we've got a big we've got a big quarter we're trying to meet on that day <laughs> on that Friday. We need our employees to be here instead of hung over on Friday right. morning. Oh, so it's actually kind of genius. Anyway, the the question for today. Does Kansas have to start 3-0 and if they want to surpass last season's win total, which would be six? So six. Okay. So you'd have to get to seven if you're surpassing. So are we Are we saying, I just want to clarify, you're yeah. saying six in the regular season? I think we should just go on the regular season, okay. yeah. So obviously Missouri State, W. Then you have Illinois and Nevada. Nevada stinks. Right. Well, I think they we should look at this stink. from the last nine-game perspective because if you're having okay. to go 3-0, right? Okay. Well, we've talked about this. So you've got BYU at home to kick off conference play. That's probably going to be a coin flip game. Sure. Right? Then you I, go at Texas. Probably an L, but I guess maybe not. But I don't know. I mean, it seems like Texas might actually finally, mm-hmm. after so many years, potentially, maybe, possibly, hopefully, possibly, maybe, I don't know about hopefully, might but yeah, be back. okay. <laughs> well, hopefully from Texas fans. They mm-hmm. might actually be back. I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying... They could be. We don't. We're not sure yet. So that game could be tough. Mm-hmm. Probably not. I mean, from this perspective, I'll just say probably not going to win that one. So you don't win that one. Then you get UCF at home. Pretty similar to the BYU game, right? Probably more of a coin flip. You would think. I would think so. Oklahoma State is might be bad next year. Actually, that's on the road. So I'm te- I'm I'm still a little hesitant to just say oh. KU football on the road. They're going to win that. I'm hesitant to say that. Okay, so keep that in mind. Then you're at home against Oklahoma. Again, you, you figure Oklahoma's not going to be as bad as they were last year. Mm-hmm. You would think, right? So that's going to be tough. 
than at Iowa State. Again, maybe coin flip. Iowa State's done a great job recruiting, though. It's on the road. Nah. <laughs> you get Texas Tech at home and then Kansas State at home. Texas Tech, you should win, I, I would think. Then Kansas State, again, nah. And then Cincinnati. So, basically, if you're not 3-0, and let's say you're 2-1 and after the first three games. Means you need to, that means you need to find five wins out of the last nine games. Are you seeing that? Are you are it's you tough. are you seeing five five wins there? Yeah, if I if I even just split it up into the bucket of for the final nine games, home and away games. So your home games are BYU, UCF, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, and Kansas State. That is five games. The K State and Oklahoma could be top fifteen teams. You probably need to Let's go, say you go three and two there. I think you need to. I think you need to go three and two. Yeah. If you so, don't go three and two, you're not getting to six sure. points. So let's say you go three and two there. Then with those final road games, you have at Texas, at Oklahoma State, at Iowa State, and at Cincinnati. Can you get to two and two there? That is the question. So. I think so. So if you if you to get, me Oklahoma State and Iowa State. Okay. Well, I don't know. Is Cincinnati going to be bad this year? Cincinnati. I mean, you, they lost a lot. They lost uh, over the last two years. They've lost a lot of pro they talent. They lose Luke Fickle, yeah, the head coach. They lost Luke Fickle. New coach in there was Scott Satterfields, um, or is it Satter White? I can't remember. Um, Satterfield. And uh, he, he'll be running a bit of a different system. I I don't know. Cincinnati is is a very. They're probably the biggest wild card of the newcomers coming in. Like with here. Not necessarily that I think they're going to be like better than Houston, for instance. But with Houston, you kind of know what you're getting: good offense, bad defense. Dana Holgerson, like with BYU, you they've been a steady program. Um, with uh, UCF, like Gus Malzahn, they've been a really good program lately. Cincinnati's the one where it's like I have no idea how good they're going to be. You can yeah, convince me to go four and eight or eight and four. And obviously, for a game that's going to ha- take place in the last week of November, sitting here in June, it's it's even more difficult to project out like what that what they're going to look like by the time they play KU. Yeah, right. sure. So I agree with that. That's the toughest one. When it comes to Kansas State, probably, I mean, it's one of those t- situations where it's almost like, I'll believe it when I see it. Like, obviously, I would like for KU to beat K-State because they're a bunch of stupid idiots. But we haven't seen it. It hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. And so I, I am hesitant to say KU should win that game because they haven't won it since I don't even know when. I, I honestly don't know. Too long. <laughs> Okay, so that so there's one of your home games that is probably not not going to work out for you. And then Oklahoma, your other home game, again, you played Oklahoma really tight last time they came to Lawrence, but that was you know a different situation. Oklahoma wasn't as good last year, and they kept you at arm's length. Like yes, you you kept it competitive, you were explosive on offense, you played a pretty solid game really, but you were never you were at arm's length the whole game, right? So those are two home games already where it's like. Eh, you're probably not going to win those. So that means that you really do have to take care of business against your BYUs, against your UCFs, and even like on the road against your Oklahoma State if they end up being bad. Mm-hmm. Well, here's an interesting question because I'm generally curious on this, and, and I don't know the answer. I'm trying to look back right now to find the answer. When is the last time that Kansas won? Because we just said as part of that, we said, can you go 3-2 and two at home and then 2-2 two and two on the road in those final nine games? Yeah. Because um, then at that point... It, the, at that point, the question, the answer to your original Football Friday question to kick off is no, you don't have to go three. No, yes, right. no, you would not have to go because then two and one gets you to seven and five, seven, yes, right? Exactly. When is the last time that KU won two road Big Twelve games in the same season? I mean, two thousand eight. I'm literally looking back. So technically, the two thousand eight season, 
Not the Orange Bowl season. The, the, the season after. The, yeah, right. Yeah. They yeah. technically did it, but that's because they were technically the away team for the game in uh, Kansas City against Missouri. Oh, so the last time that Kansas won two like, true road like games. Legitimate road games. Two Big 12 true road games. They won yes. two road games last year. Yeah, they won yeah. at Houston. They won legitimate at West Virginia, right? Big 12 conference two, road games. Yes, two conference road games. You have to go back to the Orange Bowl season. So maybe knowing that, do we redirect it and say maybe that's one and three on the road? So then, then I think then at that point makes, you have to go three zero. Yes, then it kind of changes the answer to your question because again, you look at the, you look at your home games, you can't reasonably say KU is going to go four and one because they have Oklahoma and K State both at home, and those are two games that you just can't right. You can't say with confidence that KU is going to win either one of those. And games. even if they do upset one, would it be crazy for BYU or UCF to like no, come in? And, no, it those are probably going to be both you know, teams, right? Within Maybe. one possession games, yeah. When you exactly. look at, when you when it comes down to like the line, so I kind of think the answer is yeah. You kind of do, you kind of do. And, Which, and, and, okay, so then it all hinges on the Illinois game, right? Because obviously you're going to beat Missouri State. Well, by the I way, was, okay. So I was reading. I have this the Lindy's College Football Preseason Magazine. They wrote a top ten list of best FCS chances to upset a Power Five school this year. First one on there is Kansas Missouri State. <laughs> Does that scare you at all? No, it doesn't scare me because okay. those clowns probably didn't watch a single snap of KU football last season. They're probably still operating any exception that KU football stinks. Okay? Well, guess what? They don't stink anymore. So you can scratch that one off your list. Okay? Plus, Missouri State lost their head coach. Bobby Pacino, he's not even there anymore. Yeah. Besides that, I couldn't tell you. Single, I mean, I'm, I don't know. Missouri State might actually be super good. I have no idea. But anyways, they're not going to lose to Missouri State. They're not going to lose to Nevada because Nevada was one of the worst teams in FBS last year. Then it comes down to Illinois. It comes down to the Illinois game. You're at home. You should have the advantage, but we'll see. Yeah. I think that, yeah, the Illinois game is the one that's really interesting, and Brett Bielema has really turned things around there, which is uh, certainly scary. For what it's worth, I'm looking Athlon Sports released a FCS preseason top 25 at the end of May. And uh, Missouri State is not in there, and they're not on the. They also have a five more teams to watch. So theoretically, they're not a top thirty team. Um, yeah, I mean they they went to the FCS playoffs last year. Yeah, but again, but that was with lost, Bobby Petrino, yes, yes. and I'd imagine they lost a lot of players either graduation or the transfer portal because of that. Yeah, you. Would um, think so. But yeah, I think I think there's beyond just the the math and trying to figure out well how are you going to get to that many wins. I think there's something to be said about the momentum, the early yeah. season of starting three and zero and having that momentum behind your back. So yeah, I kind of think the answer is yes to this one. Yeah, I would, uh, I would lean yes. The fact that you brought up that. KU hasn't won two real true. <laughs> That's a little scary. Road conference. But maybe they do because this dude, is this is one of the best teams vacuum, KU's had since then. Right? In a vacuum, you're looking at the schedule. You're like, dude, Oklahoma State. Well, they're not going to be very good. Yeah. <laughs> w Iowa State. <laughs> they can't kick. They can't even kick field goals. Well, again, w. this. Who knows? What if this is the best team KU's had since the Orange Bowl team? It might be. Like the, yeah. the next best team went seven and five in the regular season. This team could go seven and five. They could be on that plateau. Who knows? So maybe that is in the cards that they could possibly do. Yeah. All right, we got to take a timeout. Florida man, Mad Libs coming up next. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. Depend on it. This is a Rock Chalk Sports Talk news alert. Office say this man sold crack to an undercover police officer all while wearing a shirt that said Coke on it. Ever wondered just how crazy headlines can get? And now the Broward Sheriff's Office is looking into this one. So if you recognize the defecating deviant dropping deuces on driveways, give Broward Crime Stoppers a call. Our headline experts have you covered. 42-year-old man was arrested for riding his bicycle on the front lawn of a neighborhood 
Staples home and telling a woman inside he was an FBI agent. This is Florida Man Mad Libs with Derek Johnson, Nick Springer, and Sam Speck on Rock Chalk Sports Talk. Welcome back in to Rock Chalk Sports Talk and uh, Nick Springer, Derek Johnson. I will make one note real quick before we get into Florida Man Mad Libs. Sam, you finished last. Oh. I was worried about it. I, oh, that I, sucks. Yeah. I was, from the pretty much the end of the first half last night, I was getting very worried uh, from the from the initial onset. But I almost feel a little sandbagged. Two of my players only played half the game. My number one draft pick, uh, you know, the boys just didn't come out and score the, the point value that I thought they would. So, unfortunately, yeah, have you decided on a... Uh, well, a punishment we, or we were talking about it earlier. I don't know as I don't know if you've decided. I've right? settled on Derek, the uh, Derek is the yeah. czar of the punishment. You're gonna have so. to hold up a sign. Oh, on we're doing Mass the downtown Street. thing. Okay, yeah. for two hours, we'll give you water or whatever. You got it says I lost. Listen to Rock Chalk Sports Talk. Richie I, said he would do right. it with you, by the way. Richie did. Okay, yeah. is yeah, that he because just he offered it up? I he think just he felt bad that he didn't do the draft. Well, yeah. and the funny thing was, is he got in here 20 minutes before the draft started because he was supposed to be at his. Wow. wow. That's what he, yeah, that's, yeah. No, he was like, oh, I, I got this thing I'm gonna do, and I don't know if I'll be back. And Cole and I watched him walk in the door as I mean, we were picking our yeah. players. So he certainly wow, could have been dude. there. He doesn't have to, but I appreciate him. Uh, the only request I do have is make it during RCST. So oh I can yeah, call yeah, yeah. It. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. Do it like four to six one day. Make it like a little bit, and you check in from Ninth Street or something. Like that, yeah, yeah, yeah people can honk at you. All right, <laughs> yeah. that being said, it is time for another edition of Florida Man Mad Libs. Let's do it, boys. And on a Friday as well, it's week 13, by the way. So, this would primarily be our championship week, but of course, Derek in season three, there you are, wow. my good man. So, so certificate beautiful. given away. Uh, but I will say, point value colors now of awards. There it is. Yeah, Nick's got the blue one, so Nick's got season two, but uh, Derek, very proud. Oh, I got some colors though. <laughs> He's very. It's actually more or less for the frame. Bro, if you've noticed, you, I've taken that you, frame. He's destroying his he thing is. right now. Is what he's and doing. And there, oh, down goes dude. the first certificate. Oh but anyway, my. let's get into oh, Florida Man Mad Libs again. We've got four Thank legitimate. Thank God headlines. we don't have any video of what Eric just did. <laughs> it was a, like yeah. guy was holding the trophy at the end of the bus, and then he like drops it. Yeah, just drops it. Uh, but again, Florida Man's are four <laughs> legitimate headlines. The first round will only have one redacted word or phrase. The next three will have two. Uh, one point potentially in the first round, then three potentially for the three upcoming headlines there. Then we just get to sit back and listen to these two gentlemen dive down whatever rabbit hole to figure out the correct headline, and you are encouraged to play at home. So again, final week for this season. We'll take a couple weeks off, then we'll get right back to it again, as we always do. But you boys ready? Yes. Yep. Jeez, that was a lack of, of Dude, really enthusiasm while I was there. Sipping on <laughs> I was waiting water. for to say something. No, I was sipping some water. Yeah, yeah. All right. Round Coming number up one. My pants down. Round number one. Here we are again. Only one redacted word or phrase. A Michigan man is quote lucky to be alive after awakening to a knife carrying blank outside his tent. Oh. And again, I put in air quotes. I know you can't see it over the radio, but lucky to be alive was in air quotes on the actual headline. I, think, again, I, know where, I think I know where this is going. A Michigan man lucky to be alive after awaking to a knife-carrying monkey, a killer crab, or clown outside his tent. Oh, how old is this story if this it's was in clown. the prime clown well, thing? I, guess yeah. it's true. It could be. I think it was actually this week. It was oh, something okay. of this week. Well, do you recall in 2016 there were just clowns running around? There, yeah. th that was a kind of a weird time, wasn't yeah, it? And it, it was. they were just random clowns in yes. random places. Yes, just running around. Being... No business being in the middle of a cornfield, but I, hey, he was there at noon on a Tuesday. But okay, so I know I don't think it's clown. <laughs> I think it's uh, I don't think it's monkey. I'm gonna go with crab. Killer crab. Because I think the air quotes around "lucky to be alive" means that like the man was actually not 
threatened at all. Like there was no chance he was actually going to be harmed in any sort of way. Okay. So it's basically like a little tiny crab had like a plastic butter knife or something stuck on it. Okay. And he's like, oh, I'm lucky to be alive. Yeah. But well, he was never, you know, <laughs> And maybe never it's just the headline game. kind of putting yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, headline. It was, in, it, crap, was in quotes there. But Derek, what are you thinking on this end? Um, see, I, I, the clown one, I'm pretty confident it's not clown. Hmm. I just want to go clown because I want Nick to be wrong. <laughs> and you, you never know. I mean, a knife-carrying clown, that would be a rather odd thing to awaken to. But here it is, full unredacted headline. A Michigan man is, quote, lucky to be alive after awaking to a knife-carrying killer crab outside his tent. Let's and go. in fact, it wasn't a small crab. It was, uh, I believe he was traveling in um, Japan or something, and they have these massive-looking mm. crabs. I mean, they are enormous, huh. and it grabbed one of his steak knives from uh, wow. sitting around the campfire, <laughs> so he woke up literally with a crab that was uh, brandishing a steak knife in front of him. But <laughs> Nick! Did you say what he did? That's kind of awesome, actually. Uh, he just took the knife out of the crab. Oh. I mean, yeah, it's I mean, a big dude, crab. A they're crab. not very they're, mobile. Yeah, they're not, it's not like... Gonna, you know, <laughs> make a stabbing <laughs> you know. motion. Yeah, exactly. But Jump Nick, at you. <laughs> Nick, with a point in round number it's one. Like a crab, not a ninja turtle. <laughs> They're not known for being very uh, agile by any means. But either way, Nick with one point there. So let's get into the next three, which again, two redacted either phrases or words. This again out of the Sunshine State. So Florida man gets blank after being bitten by blank while breaking up a fight. So, let's get to the first redacted. We'll get to the second in just a moment. But a Florida man gets an award, gets a flesh-eating bacteria, or gets arrested after being bitten by blank while breaking up a fight. We'll get to the second in just a moment. But again, an award, a flesh-eating bacteria, or just arrested after being bitten while breaking up a fight. Hmm. I could see it being arrested. You know, sometimes the guy comes in to break it up and he's like, you know, breaking it up. And the cop's like, wait a second. What are you doing? And then the rest, you know, you're I mean? part of it, or you're the, yeah, you know, yeah, you're kind the of adding to bacteria. It. I think make would make sense. I mean, what I'm envisioning with that one is like, what if it's like a, a fight between two animals, and he's trying to break up the animal. Oh. one of the animals bites him. So like, it's a raccoon versus like a skunk or something, and they're battling it out, and then he tries to break it up, and the raccoon bites him or something. Like that. That makes sense. I mean, yeah, break it. It doesn't okay. say specific to what and or so who is what, fighting. So, and then the award one makes probably the most sense because it's like you get an award for breaking up a fight. So I'm not. This is an interesting one, actually. It's I'm having a, it a hard is. time. Derek, what are, of, where are you thinking? So on this? I, breaking this down. I know there have been like actual. I, I know this could be totally separate, but like there have been like flesh-eating bacteria stories popping up about some of the like oceans in Florida right now. I'm pretty sure. So what would he be breaking up a fight of though? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, maybe it's some ocean animals. <laughs> what? Dolphin versus shark. <laughs> yeah, seriously. There should be two children playing Saving in the, the ocean. seals. I don't know. That's even... I don't even want to think about that. I don't know. I'm going flesh-eating bacteria. All right, so Derek's going to lock in there. We'll go with award. Nick's going to go with an award. Okay, so Florida man gets either an award, a flesh-eating bacteria, or arrested after being bitten by a dog, a relative, or a spider while breaking up a fight. See, the flesh-eating bacteria makes the most sense with spider, for sure. Or, or to your argument, a dog too. Maybe or he was, dog. Uh, you know, splitting dog up a, rabies. a dog. Go with relative. <laughs> He's going to go with relative. So Derek thinks it's a flesh-eating bacteria from his relative. Dude, people's mouths are gross. I'm gonna, bit by a person. Yeah, I've honestly gets... never been bitten by a person, so I don't have any experience in that area. <laughs> if we're being totally I, I know that's the point. Like. People's what, mouths. You've been bitten by a person? No. 
So but then how would you even know? It, because if you get bit by a person and they like draw blood, you legit have to like go to the hospital and like get like all sorts how of like drugs know? and clean it up. I mean, you, never you don't have before. to experience something to know it. Like, what okay. do you mean? There are all sorts of like, there. you know how many TV shows talk about like medical stuff? My wife is a doctor. Like, oh, so I, I have you all suddenly, sorts of ways. So suddenly what? you're a medical expert. <laughs> no. I'm just saying. That's like... <laughs> All right, That's so like me being like, well, you've never broke your arm, so you don't know you can't use it when it's broken. I have a good feeling you probably can't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good idea without actually experiencing the pain. So right, I'm gonna Derek's just, locking in there I'm gonna relative. Pick, I'm going to pick dog. So Nick's going to stick with I don't dog have, I don't here. have a good read on this one at all. Here's a, Yeah, this was uh, this was an interesting one. And actually, it was from yesterday, so within 24 hours. Florida man gets a flesh-eating bacteria after being bitten by relative. Oh! What? Big time! <laughs> what? <laughs> So Told again, you, mouths that are gross. is crap. Yeah, it was a family event, something like that. It broke out. He was uh, breaking up the fight, and unfortunately, in the process, got bitten and nearly lost a leg. So mm -hmm. thank goodness this gentleman uh, was able to get it wow. taken care of. But uh, very serious. Derek with a big three there, nicely done. I'm the champ. All righty, so <laughs> here it is. Uh, this isn't as specific to just one person. Actually, it's an entire encompassing district. North Carolina school district blank after students blank. For senior prank. Oh, wow, that kind of rhymed, didn't it? Yeah, that is there. actually kind of cool. So, uh, North Carolina School District just shuts down, presses charges, or makes a profit after students blank for senior, senior prank. So, again, either presses charges, shuts down, or makes a profit. Okay, I actually think the makes a profit one might, make the, might be the answer that doesn't make the most sense, but could apply here. I'm intrigued by that answer. A lot, actually. I think I'm going the make shuts a, down one could be logical. I'm going make, just I'm going make shut down. Yeah. So Nick's liking to make a profit. Um, I feel like the the litigation one is like too too bland. That would be what? I don't know. Like I feel like that would be like too the, vague or whichever. Like yeah, I'm gonna go shuts down. Maybe they did something with the power. I just don't know what shuts like. Would is that enough to make it like a major headline? If it shut down the whole school, yeah, the whole district. Yeah, I guess it's the whole yeah, district, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's yeah. multiple schools, yeah, certainly. So uh, Derek's going with shuts down. Nick thinks it's making a profit. Uh, Locking at home. Here's the second redacted. North Carolina School District, again, either presses charges, shuts down, or makes a profit after students organized a charity auction for a senior prank, cemented toilets for senior prank, or threw a rave for their senior prank. <laughs> so again, either a charity auction. So obviously, for the makes a profit one, it's the auction. Or a rave. I mean, you can have because so, uh, because this is this actually when I was in high school, the seniors did this prank where they put a bunch of real estate signs up at the school and like it was like the school was for sale. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But so this one could be something similar where they're like, oh, we're auctioning off the school, and then a bunch of people like actually bid on it, and the school was like, okay, cool. Dude, the cemented the toilet shut is such a long prank. You know how long it takes to like <laughs> cement something. Um. I you know. gotta get the. You gotta like get the mixer. You gotta get like the wheelbarrow. You gotta mix the concrete, well, the water to, in it well, with like the concrete to do stuff. It, like without having the giant thing, the mixer. Uh, you can get like quick crete, and then you just need to mix still, it with you water. Need water yeah. And then like, well, that's, so that's I guess maybe the they just for. poured it in. Yeah, you just dump it in the toilet. The, I guess. And then and just kept flushing as the stirring motion. I don't know. I guess. Problem solved. There you go. The toilet supplies the water. So here's what I actually think. I think my first one is wrong. I think the first one is the. The lawsuit one. Presses charges. I think it's the presses charges. And I think the second one is the charity thing. Oh. I think it's going to be some weird thing what? where it doesn't make sense, where it's like they were doing some charity thing and they made a bunch of money. They weren't allowed selling, to. Selling. 
stuff that wasn't supposed to be for sale at the school. Like they were selling stuff as if this was ours to sell for a charity auction, thinking it was going to be okay as a joke. Like, oh, the teacher, she left like her, sold her desk. Like whatever. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Like sure. Desk, yeah, like exactly. And they got in trouble for it. So now they're getting suits. I mean, I'm actually, going with charity auction yeah. event also because I think makes a profit is right. All right. And so you're here's, wrong, here's what it is. So I hope uh, you're wrong. North Carolina School District, and this is quite the senior prank, presses charges after students cemented toilets for their senior uh, prank. And man. it wasn't, it didn't just limit to that. It was around 80 students, by the way. So, that, I mean, I can understand why they're pressing charges because that probably caused so yeah, much that damage with the pipes. There were broken like windows, the graffiti, yeah. there was eggs. I mean, there uh, yeah. was thousands of dollars uh, of vandalism. That, they took that pretty far. That was not a prank. That was just straight vandalism, yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> so, uh, the house coming away with one there. Here it is. Last one. Um, again, potential for three points coming away on this one. A Texas woman riding a blank banned from Walmart after drinking wine from blank for several hours. <laughs> riding what? a blanks are always <laughs> my favorites. The- oh, yes. <laughs> so, doesn't even make sense. So she's banned from ever- Walmart, but uh, Texas woman riding either a powered wheelchair, a hoverboard, one of those little two-wheeled things that I'm not very good at, or a horse is banned from Walmart after drinking <laughs> wine from blank for several hours. Well, because you know you can get a you can get a DUI for like riding a bicycle. Yeah, I think you can on horseback. What about like a horse or like a probably or like a hoverboard? <laughs> Definitely <laughs> hoverboard. The horse I would be a little less curious on. You can get hammered uh, on a horse and it's fine. I don't no, think so because you're still operating the see, animal. That, I like, wonder if that's dependent. Like if you if the horse is on an actual street, maybe. But then again, you might just get a ticket for something else because you like probably public just can't intoxication have a horse on a street, yeah. right? But if you were just out in the middle of the desert, yeah, drunk on a horse, running around you'd probably in the fine, country, right? Hammered on a horse. Know. That's a wonderful question. Why can't you just vibe and do your That's thing? That's a wonderful question. Wonderful just question. On a horse. Well, it's not like you're con- like with the car, you're controlling it, or with the bike, you're controlling it. So that's why you get the oh, DUI. Sure, yeah, no, that makes sense. I guess you're sort of controlling it. I don't know. That's a wonderful question. Um. Anyway, well, well please go through the options again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either a powered wheelchair, a hoverboard, or a horse. Is what she was riding. And Walmart has those like powered wheelchair yeah. carts, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure any major okay, box so store kind of has those. You think she was took went into the store, got on one of them, and then was drinking. Well, I'm at wondering the if store? she got drunk and then went and got one and was like riding around, crashing into things. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the the powered wheelchair cart. Right, Derek, or, well, I know it doesn't say cart, but that's what I'm okay. Uh, this to be different from Derek. I will pick. Horse. Horse. That's what I was going to say. It is Texas. You never know. All right. So uh, a Texas woman riding either a powered wheelchair, a horse, or hoverboard is banned from Walmart after drinking wine from a plastic bag, her shoe, or a Pringles can for several hours. (laughs) (laughs) So, again, either her shoe, a plastic bag, or a Pringles Um, can. Okay. Well, obviously, you know, you've got box wine, which actually comes in the plastic bag. In the bag. bag. Slap the bag. Slap the bag. Yeah. Yeah, If you're just carrying the bag around. Yeah. That would make the most sense, I would think. Yeah. Why would she be drinking wine really from her shoe? <laughs> well, hey, boot and rally, man. I don't know. Pringles, <laughs> too, takes a lot of effort because then you got to eat all the Pringles, too. Not necessarily. I'm going shoe. I guess you, you could just, just dump it. Just yeah. dump the Pringles out. I'm going that's shoe. a waste of Pringles, though. I mean, listen, if we're being honest, that's, that's the, the real, the that's snack the real connoisseur. crime. Yeah. That is the real crime, wasting the Pringles. Good point. <laughs> if she did that. The snack connoisseur. Maybe she rocks so. on. I'm going to go. I'm going to pick. Just, just for the hell of it, I'm picking Pringles can. All right, so Nick's going to lock in with Pringles can. Here it is, full unredacted Texas woman riding a powered wheelchair 
was banned from Walmart after drinking wine from a Pringles can for several hours. Got a point. Coming away with a point there. Derek did get a uh, 4-2 win this week. Of course, the uh, overall season victory as well, so congrats to you. I I think that tied us in points for this season, though. Overall, yes. And uh, if we combine all three seasons, Nick is actually ahead in points, but you are in win-loss records. Mm. That sucks. I'll take the win-loss record. All right, so that just uh, means I'm more consistent. I got, I, what's the one for the house this week? What do we I, got? Yeah, I got one for you. Okay, uh, I mistook super glue for my blank and fused my blank. Okay. Oh God. I mistook <laughs> super glue for my deodorant, butt wiping liquid, and eye drops. What is and a, fused my blank? Oh, I think it's what eye, is a I think butt wiping liquid? Oh, I think it's eye drops. Hang on a second. This what this is, is it? Listen, I'm just gonna ignore that because I don't want to know. I can't. I don't want to know. <laughs> I just gotta be honest. I just don't want to know. Is that an actual product? I yeah. Or did you just make that up? Well, you know, they have like the, like, I looked it they up. They have like the little spray. Oh the my little, god. Like, okay. So it is an actual you, product. You know? um, I almost want to go with that. So no, oh, I'm, hang going on with a second. I'm going with eye drops. Um, okay. I, geez, that would be unfortunate. So super glue, eye drops, uh, deodorant. You know what? Considering they're about like the same size bottle, you know, like how could you mistake? Deodorant or something like that for super glue. I don't really know. Don't like, know. kind of Maybe. the whatever. That's, see, that's why I think eye drops. But then I don't know like what the, same. A, the butt juices or whatever you, you said it was. I don't know what that bottle. I'll hey, go with eye drops because they kind of look the same then. Okay. I'm going to go. We'll, go eye drops. Yeah, we'll right, both we'll go, go eye drops. I just took super glue from my, at that point, eye drops and fused my eyes shut behind together and a shirt to my body. Okay. Okay. Seriously though, you can't fuse your behind shut. That's not even possible, I don't think. You can try. So that's a that's a ridiculous answer. <laughs> it's got. I mean, it's a yeah. It's obviously with, one of those two. I'm going with eye drops or eye eye shut. Yeah. All right. Well, and just for the sake of of it being different, because you could probably you know if you were maybe you were trying to wipe the eye drops like, off. The drop <laughs> well, uh, maybe you're like trying to wipe it off your face or something, and maybe, then your t shirt got okay, it. Fine. But it's just sure. in in the realm of being different than Nick, I'll I'll go with the article of clothing. Nailed it again. Both of them. All right. I did it again. Yeah, you did it. Up in your head. Four straight weeks. That's incredible. Dude, hold on a second. I am so what good. Is that product. I mean, I what made we'll it do up. It, we'll, I, I okay. Just, I don't know. Jeez, <laughs> I was like, that cannot be real. But gentlemen, you can't fuse your butt shut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another successful season. Although we are not licensed medical professionals, so I don't know. Maybe you can. Yeah, maybe you can. You I can don't want to think about the possibility of doing it. Though. You can certainly try again, gentlemen. Another fun season behind us. We'll have more, but thanks for including me in your fun. Florida Man Mad Libs, we out. All right. He's Sam Speck, Nick Springer, Derek Johnson. This is RCST on KLWN. Depend on it. Thanks for listening to the Best of RCST podcast. And a reminder, you can catch our show Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 live on KLWN and Lawrence, 101.7 FM, 1320 AM, or anywhere you're online at klwn.com or the KLWN app. Thanks for listening.